Road, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss Season 5, Episode 3, Capeside Revisited. All right. Um, written by Jeff Stepakoff, directed by Michael Lang. This originally aired on October 24th, 2001. So the description from Wikipedia. <laughs> it's wrong right off the bat. I'm going to warn you. <laughs> Joey, Jack, and Jen go out to dinner. Not the oh. people who are at that dinner. No. <laughs> where no. Joey is perturbed to see Pacey working in the back. She is shocked to learn perturbed. from Jen that he's been here for more than three weeks and has made no attempt to contact her. Emphasis, not mine. The and is emphasized. In the... Yeah. <laughs> Jack oh, wow. Is... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jack is offered a bid by the Sigma Epsilon fraternity. He protests that he is gay, but they admit that diversity is part of their mandate and he accepts. Dawson. <laughs> Dawson. This needs an editor. Dawson heads home to Cape Side, yeah. having, having made the decision to drop out of university and move to Boston. While Gail is understanding, Mitch is not. Jen, disturbed that her connection to Charlie seems primarily sexual, spends the day trying to learn about him. Dawson and his father have a heated argument, which Dawson refuses to concede. Mitch pronounces that he thinks Dawson is making a mistake, but adds that he loves his son unconditionally. Joey visits Pacey, and they begin to rekindle their friendship. After Dawson has left, Mitch runs out to the store to get milk for Lily. He takes his eyes off the road for a few moments, only to find headlights aimed directly at him. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's the description. <laughs> it needs an editor, but also that dot, dot, changes, dot, but... that dot, dot, dot yeah. is, is a real, it's there. Okay, <laughs> my history's mysteries. On October th 23rd, 2001, the Provisional Irish Republican Army commences disarmament after peace talks. Wow. Al also on October 23rd, 2001, the iPod is first introduced by Apple. And a wow. new era begins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, October 25th, 2001, Microsoft releases Windows XP which I oh, believe yeah. was one that I actually that. worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And October 26, 2001, U.S. President George W. Bush signs the Patriot Act into law. Oh, my gosh. Thanks so much. Wow. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> so um, number one movie is K-Pax, the Anthony Hopkins oh, alien yeah. movie. <laughs> That was number one. <laughs> USA, wow. what were we doing? It was we a wild were, time. It was America. a wild time. Yeah, we were all, yeah, exactly. We were all still in shock. We were not going to go to a movie theater at that time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So K-Pax became number one. <laughs> um, however, we were listening to bangers because number one song is still I'm Real by Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
Listen, debuting at number 69, Pink's Get the Party Started. Yes. Which is a banger. Man, that song. Yeah. Yeah, every college party in 2001 was playing that. Um, debuting, also debuting this week at number 74, Whenever, Wherever by Shakira. Yeah. A Colombian queen, Shakira. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. That's a great song, also. Yes. And then also debuting at number 90 is A Woman's Worth by Alicia Keys. Um, wow. So we were just having really great tunes uh, yeah, at this really period. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, look, we couldn't dress ourselves to save our lives, but we knew how to listen to good music. <laughs> so, there's was not a- really bad fashion this episode, though. So that's no, no, kind no. Of impressive. It's true. It's true. There's no, there's no belt. There's no belt. That yeah, like really belt. Yeah. <laughs> Joey no. makes a weird choice, but like, it's not like bad. It's bad. just like, why are you wearing that hoodie? You know. Right, right, right. Sure. Um. So we start off with Stock Shots of Boston and a song called I Can't Forget by Evan Olsen, which is the most perfect Dawson's Creek starting song to an episode ever. <laughs> it's funny how season five has all these like city shots. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know they're trying to set up like where you are, but it's like completely different this oh. season. It looks different visually, like the the camera like quality yeah, yeah, yeah. is different. Definitely. And I have to say, our Boston correspondent, Rachel, um, told me that I was wrong about my assessment about Joey's run. That actually it oh, seemed okay. like a pretty like feasible run through Boston. So thank you, Rachel. Shout out. Um, we're going to be leaning you on a, leaning on you a lot these next two years, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I know they were still shooting in Wilmington, but um, we want to know the Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, so we, Joey, Jen, and Audrey, not Jack, as that uh, description said. Yes. <laughs> They're at a girls' night, and I love it. It's yeah. so awesome. But, like, Karen is their waitress, who we have already met. And so we're like, okay, yes. so immediately we know, like, where this is going. Yeah, um, yeah we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. But, like, Audrey is, like, super, like, excited. She's like, dude, this restaurant got a great write-up in Time Out Boston. And... <laughs> I just have, like, a minor note here, which is that, like, I don't feel like at this point in our lives we were eating at restaurants like this. No, that was my question. <laughs> I was like, how is Joey paying for this? Like, you know, like, Audrey, we're supposed to assume she's rich. Like, I don't know why we're supposed to assume that, but we are. And Jen, like, she lives with her grandma, so, like, she has money to burn. But, like, Joey, like, how is she paying for this fancy restaurant? Right. Because we were eating, like, a fancy restaurant was, like, when we went to fucking cheesecake factory or something yeah, I mean, like, like I mean Joey doesn't have parents but the fancy restaurant was when like someone's parents was in town yeah you yeah, know? yeah I was gonna say I this is the restaurant that you t- you make your parents take you to when they come to town yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah. it's weird but like okay I love that they're hanging out okay so, yeah. so, so I'm we'll overlook gonna, it. like <laughs> yeah not think about it yeah and yeah. it's so cute and Audrey's like so stoked to be there she's like this is fun I'm so glad I decided to come and Joey's like uh you invited <laughs> yourself 
are like, Joey, be nice to her. Like, can't you just be nice to a blonde? Like, come on. You not know? at first. Not but, at first. She can't. And, I, but Audrey, like, fucking, it's just like dirt off her shoulder. She's like, stop it. Nobody believes that you don't absolutely adore me. And I'm like, uh, 100%, Audrey, I adore you. <laughs> so, fine. And, of course, right then, Jen's phone rings. And Joey so, and Audrey are like, so it's Charlie. And I'm like, God, give me this dynamic at all times. I know. I love it <laughs> so much. Totally. And Jen is like so smiley and cute. And she yeah. like picks it up and like, we don't hear what she's saying. And then it's so cute because Audrey looks at Joey and she's like, do we like Charlie? Like, what do yeah. we think? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're just being like good friends. Like, it's such like a departure from the like friend hangs that we never got to see yeah. you know yeah yeah and like joey's kind of like we don't really know this charlie seem she seems to be like keeping him pretty close to the <laughs> vest and um audrey then says like this all feels very nine and a half weeks to her which i am certain between this episode and then there's a description that miranda gives in sex in the city of of like him fucking her on the stairs or something, eating her out on the stairs in nine and a half weeks. Uh-huh. That like I think is what convinced me to watch that movie. And like mm. just a just a PSA, don't watch it with people that you're not comfortable around. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, Definitely not it, a parent, but... but like Yeah. It's there's that movie's a lot. Um it's good. <laughs> It's a lot. So so Jen gets off the phone and Audrey's like, was that a booty call? <laughs> like, and Jen's like, I mean, yes. Kind of. And Joey's like, are you going to go? And you're like, Joey, Joey, Josephine, Lillian Potter, stop this. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so And Jen's like, I mean, yeah, like I could use the yeah. snuggles. And I'm just like, Jen deserves all the snuggles. Give Jen I know. so many snuggles. I know. And Audrey's like, oh, I miss the snuggles, you know? Yeah. And then Joey, like, again, she's trying to like retcon a situation. She's like, yeah, but you know, that just means that they, they're just doing that to get something from you. Well, and you're like, like, is that because Audrey's like the snuggles are better than sex I wish guys knew that like it's like so easy to make us happy we just like want the fucking snuggles and yeah Joey's like even if they did it even if they knew that they would fuck it up and in all caps if you would like my note it is in all caps excuse me Josephine you will not be smirch pacey winner like this well we saw one post coitus scene and like Pacey was all about the snuggles <laughs> and Joey was the one who was not having it. So like, I don't mm-hmm. know, we didn't see that much. So like, I want to believe her, but at the same time, I'm like, what are the writers trying to tell us? Also girl, you got snuggled for almost a year and he like demanded nothing of you I know. because he's a, he, because he's the best. And you you have the like gall to say this? Excuse me, no. I, I will not. So, I know. It's like it's so unbelievable. <laughs> well, and it's like one of those things where I feel like I do kind of feel like at the time, like this is how like worldly women were supposed to act. And like partially a little bit because of sex in the city, right? Where like yeah. all these women who are like, you know, out like having a pretty pretty uh, you know, intricate sex life i don't know 
that's not the word I'm looking for, but that's what I'm going to go with. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like they're like, have sometimes some, I don't know, cynicism about men, uh, because mm-hmm. they have to deal with a lot of shit. And I'm like, but Joey, <laughs> you've had sex with one man one who was amazing. Who was like obsessed <laughs> with you until like, yeah. he wasn't, you know, he's like still obsessed with you, but he didn't like the way you made him feel. Right. Um, yeah. And so it, it's, it's weird. I'm just like, I feel like it was like at the time it was like, yeah, like we all have to like be this level of wise. And I'm like, that's actually uh-huh. not, not that level of wise. Like, I know. I, I, anyway. Well, it's a weird dynamic because like, this is what Jen would have normally said. But, but since Jen is like in a different position they're like, well, who's going to say it? Let's have Joey say it. And you're right. like, come on. Just have no one say it, <laughs> you know, totally. Totally. <laughs> like, let's just have the women talk about what they want and not make generalizations about men. You know, <laughs> it's like, OK, I mean, like amen. not center men, <laughs> you know, it's like, OK. Amen um, to you. And so Jen is like, I don't know. She's like, I, I barely know anything about Charlie, which right. like at first I was like, OK, but what we find out later is like it's only been a week. Like, right. On. She's like, all I know is that his boxers are from the gap. And then like Audrey's like, I mean, on the bright side, he could be a tidy whitey guy. So like could be worse. And I was like, God, I love Audrey. <laughs> I love it so much. That was such like a funny rhetoric in in like the 2000s yeah he could wear tidy whities and you're like okay like what i mean (laughs) honestly wear whatever you want but um (laughs) so joey gets up to go to the bathroom and she's like i would love it if this week's episode of sex in the city had come to an end when this when i got back and i just wanted to note where we were at i did look up that we were in season four of sex in the city Mm when this season aired. So it was peak sex in the city. I mean, like, mm. I mean, okay. while it was airing, it's, it's, has yeah, a, yeah. you know, a different life now, but, um, and anyway, only on this watch, have I ever noticed that under her breath, Jen says, okay, Charlotte to Joey. And I fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she said Miranda. No, she said Charlotte. She said, okay, uh, Charlotte. And I was like, Joey yeah. is the Charlotte. You are 100% correct. Really? I, you think so? Oh, 100%. I think she's a Miranda. I think I think Jen's the Miranda. Mm. Mm. And I think Audrey's the Samantha. I wrote this whole, I wrote it all out, what I think. Mm. I think maybe Jack is the Carrie or Pacey is the Carrie. Mm. And Dawson is Burger. Um, and please, please write us at Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. What you think? And talk to us more about who these people are. Yeah, Dawson is either Burger or Mr. Big. And like, spoiler, I think Mr. Big is a piece of shit. Um, okay, so. Of course. So, yeah. As she's walking to the bathroom, the door to the kitchen opens. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> And she sees Pacey and you're like, oh, my God, I felt for her. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, because you imagine. No, no. And he doesn't see her. I can imagine like running into your ex, obviously, in one of these circumstances. But she thinks he's like in the Caribbean. Yeah. No, that's bad. Oof. And we go to the credits um, right then, which is the 
the best time <laughs> to go to the credits. I know. <laughs> um, and I'm like thankful that we cut then directly to Jen and Joey talking about this. Like it's like immediately yes. we're going to deal with it, which is like so not Creek, which I love. Yes. And I also <laughs> love that she's talking to Jen about it. Like this yeah. is what I wanted all last season is like her, like talking about her relationship with Pacey with Jen, you know? Right. And like, yeah. Jen's and, like comforting her and is like, I wonder how long he's been here. Like, oh my gosh. And Jen's like, ooh, probably like three and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and like, look, here's what I love about this scene. Cause Jen admits right away that she knew that Pacey yes. was there. Joey is not mad at her, but is just kind of like, wait, why didn't you tell me? You know, like mm-hmm. there's no animosity and, towards Jen yes, because of it. I couldn't agree more. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is like as compared to like Dawson reacting to Jen, you know, revealing a secret before about PC and Joey is that Dawson is like so mad at Jen and like starts yelling and like, can't have any empathy for any of the other players. Whereas like, you know, Joey's like, why didn't you tell me like, Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Like, got it. You know, PC didn't want you to fully understand. Cause Jen's like, or Joey's like probing about it. She's like, wait, why didn't you tell me that? And like, but like is not mean she's just like really asking and Mm -hmm. i was like that feels like growth on joey's part to me and and like particularly Mm -hmm. in regards to jen right like it feels like i totally agree like they're finally friends yeah yes they're totally friends and i love it (laughs) right and Jen's like, you know, he he made me promise not to tell anyone. And then Joey's just kind of like, I, you know, I think I should go. Um, and Jen's like, no, yeah. no, no. Like, don't you want to see him and talk to and, him? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, he obviously doesn't want to see me if he's been here for three weeks and he hasn't, like, said anything to me. So, like, right. I don't want to, like, make this situation, like, worse, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and she's and like, kind of like, if he wanted to see me, he would have, and he like wouldn't have asked you not to tell me that he's here. And like we kind mm-hmm. of end on that note, but it's like, you know, yeah. she's so like, you know, I mean, of course I want to see him, but also like he has made these things clear, and so like I don't want to overstep a boundary. Yeah, and it's so interesting because like, you know, we they haven't really talked now like what four episodes? This is like since mm-hmm. they've spoken. And, like, it's interesting to see Joey and her way of, like, you know, rebuilding a friendship with Pacey versus her and Dawson rebuilding this friendship. And I think it ultimately is because, like, her and Dawson never were, like, never did rebuild a friendship. They always had this weird, like, half in, half out situation. And, like, Dawson straight up told her at the beginning of season four, like, I don't know if I want to be your friend. Like, it's very painful to me. He's told her that several times. Like, right. being friends with you is painful. Being romantic with you is painful. And she would, like, go out of her way to, like, kind of ignore him. But in this circumstance, she actually, like, it feels like she, like, is empathetic to Pacey and also cares about his feelings, which is right. really interesting. I agree. I agree completely. It's fascinating. Speaking of Dawson, we cut to him at Grams's house where he has apparently been sleeping. So he not only didn't get on the yeah. flight, he's also now in Boston. Um, <laughs> so weird. Like, I but, was like, what is happening? What is going on? Well, and also the fact that he's like sleeping on her couch, but he's like not out with any of his friends. 
on this like seemingly maybe Friday night or something. <laughs> like he's just like mm-hmm. whatever. So she's like she's all happy that he's to have him there. And she made him Rice Krispie treats for his bus mm-hmm. ride tomorrow. Um, because he's gonna go to Cape Side and tell his parents that he's like decided to stay in Boston. Yeah. And like he's super nervous about yeah. like talking to his parents, which like got it. I totally yeah. understand that. And Grams is like, don't worry, like they might surprise you. Like you never know. And Dawson's like, well, I don't even know what to tell them. Like, <laughs> what would I say? Like, maybe I should write a letter. <laughs> oh, God. I, I understand that sentiment. Like, nah, dude. Nah, <laughs> yeah. dude. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, again, again, I know we've mentioned this before, but, like, none of the, like, expositional work has been done. We have not earned this at all. Like... What is he? This is the perfect scene for that, too. Yeah. Like, Rams and him should have a conversation of, like, why are you unhappy? Why do you want to leave? Like, let's talk about it. Practice what you're going to say to your parents with me. So, at least as the audience, we can understand, like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Like, what is going on? Well, and it's like, okay, so he was unhappy at USC. We We never saw that. We never saw him step foot onto the USC campus. Not once. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently he was unhappy there. Okay. And like, he's decided to move to Boston, but like, we didn't really see like an agony about that. We saw him get in a fight with Joey, hang out with Audrey all day, admit a couple of things to her. And then like, Joey stopped him from getting on a plane. I mean, like, we didn't hear any of their conversation. We didn't hear what they said to each other. We didn't hear how they feel about each other, what they're going to try to, like, are they going to try to have a romantic relationship? Do they want to rebuild their friendship? Is he legit going to leave USC to, like, do this with Joey? That seems like a bad idea. (laughs) I, like, it's so unearned. And, like, if he's sleeping on the couch at Graham's... Like, that's his plan is to sleep on the couch, like, indefinitely? I mean, great questions. All. (laughs) All of these are great (laughs) questions. Okay. Well. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So we go. Just like, it makes me feel sad for Dawson, like, or like James Vanderbeek, maybe, because the storylines they give him aren't, like, fully flushed out and they're, like, not good. And it sucks because, like, He's not the strongest actor, so he can't even make the, like, he can barely make the good storylines, like, you know, good, you know? So, like, it's hard when he gets, like, real shitty, like, what is happening situations? And, like, he can't do anything with it because he's just not that strong of an actor, which is fine, like, you know? But, like, because he could just have better storylines. Yeah. (laughs) People sad for him. It, it does and it doesn't because of what Jeff Stepakoff's book talks about, about him having, he's the only actor that Jeff Stepakoff has ever worked with that got like script review privileges. And there's a part of me that's like, if you brought this on yourself, I have absolutely no that's sympathy. True. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Weird. So hmm. anyway, so we go from that to Jack playing Madden football at this yeah. frat house with these frat bros. Um, yeah. What's the bros name? I, no idea. I honestly okay. do not know. 
I know. I rap know. Who the fuck is this guy? The guy he's, that is like been introduced. We've met him before. Yeah, I don't know his name. He's Chad. Called, his name is Chad. That is his name. That's what we will be calling him. Of course, his name is Chad. What else would his name be? So like, you know, Jack and Chad are on the couch and like, you know, playing Madden football and Jack wins. And then, like, this other frat bro who happens to be a black man, great. (laughs) I mean, there's only one, but (laughs) take it, Um, comes up and introduces himself and then offers, like, help with one of Jack's, the classes Jack is taking. And he's like, you know, let me, like, like, call me and, like, we'll talk about the subject of your pop quiz next week. And I was like, what's that? Is that some cheating? (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then some uh, other, yeah. Some other frat bro comes up and asks Jack about getting time on the golf course and I was like, "Excuse me." Just I know. a second. <laughs> I know. It has never once been mentioned that Jack plays golf. I know. And then they like they're like <laughs> they act like Jack is a golfer in this scene cuz like the dude is like yeah, Jack's like, I don't know if I have time for that. And, and you know, and they're like, oh, this dude's on like a golf scholarship here. And the golfer dude's like, yeah, I mean, like, if you can hit under par at Cape Side Country Club, you should be fine. And you're like, what, what? is going on? A, so are we saying that Cape Side Country Club is a good golf club? Do not believe that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even. All I've heard of is the Yacht Club. Yeah. I didn't know there's also a country club, but right. okay. 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 <laughs> and like Jack apparently is a shoots under par. Which we've never heard about before. Not even a mention. Not even a mention. It's... Okay. So there we are. <laughs> So then, like, he gets handed, like, his favorite meal or something? Is that what, like... It's so weird. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And, like, Jack is just, like, stunned, you know? And then we hear, like... Because it's like they know so much about him. Like, that's so creepy to me, personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't really understand. Particularly pre the internet. Yeah. Or, like, not... The, we had the internet, but, like, pre-social media. Like, we didn't have any social yeah. media back then. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like, you know, they could scroll through your Instagram photos and be like, oh, he, he loves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I was going to say in and out. And then I realized that we were talking about the East Coast. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know what the burger chains are. Shake <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Not at the time. <laughs> but um, yeah. But so, you know, he's like Jack's kind of like you can see him try to tell this frat bro. I'm sorry, Chad, that he's gay. But like, mm-hmm. but like, because he like doesn't think these guys want a gay person in their frat. But like, he gets interrupted before he can say anything by like some other bro get accepting his pledge. Is like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Someone Chad explain the, the Greek system to cheer- me. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. We hear cheering like in a different area, and Chad's like, "Oh, dude, I gotta go. I just got a new brother." Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, like, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> okay jack you're in a cult jack i know it's like i don't know we went to a hippie college so this is like so weird it is so weird 
So the weirdest part is that Jack watches on as they sing a revamped version of Battle Hymn of the Republic. And it's glory, glory, hail Sigma instead of glory, glory, hallelujah, which is a real choice. Though I did, mm-hmm. I, I did look up. The, I was like, "Are they singing a Civil War song right now?" Um, and I, I looked up the history of the Battle Hymn of the Republic, and it's an abolition uh-huh. song. So at least we're okay. Okay, we're okay there. Okay. We're okay. Okay. There. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just, but still a, a choice nonetheless. <laughs> a choice. <laughs> so bizarre. But okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so. Cool. So then we go back to the restaurant where <laughs> my queen Karen is uh-huh. complaining that this loudmouth blonde girl returned her Caesar salad because of anchovies. Um, <laughs> are we supposed to think this is Audrey? <laughs> I think we're supposed to think it's Audrey, but it's not confirmed that it's Audrey. Right. right. Okay. And also, doesn't all Caesar salad have anchovies? I mean, I've been to Caesars in Tijuana where the Caesar salad was invented uh, and they make it right there in front of you. And yes, it has anchovies in it. Yeah, you it's need in to the make dressing. the dressing in a, yeah, the dressing is made specifically in a wooden bowl yes. that adds to it somehow. And it's like, yeah, it's a whole, I t- 10 out of 10 recommend Caesars, Tijuana. Tijuana it's okay. on Revolution, on Avenue Revolution. Uh, it's yeah. amazing. But yes, it has anchovies in it. It's super weird. Just uh, I know sometimes people don't like it when they're on top. Yeah. But like you if you're eating a Caesar salad, you're eating anchovies. Like just, yes. just to, to tell you. Vegan. Unless it's vegan. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, so Pacey is like not too sympathetic to Karen in her complaints. Um mm-hmm. he's kind of like, whatever, what's the big deal? Yeah. And then he starts complaining about Danny. Yeah. <laughs> so. And he's like, I thought I was supposed to be a chef. And like, here I am just peeling potatoes. And you're like, okay, what's going on? But okay. Yeah. Welcome to the restaurant biz, Pacey. That's what you fucking do. <laughs> well, it's a weird thing, too, because like he was a deckhand like his whole summer. So you imagine he was like kind of doing a lot of grunt work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. And then Karen's like, you're not wearing the hat. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's a health code thing. Like you got to wear that shit. (laughs) I was like, like someone, a manager would have already scolded him for that. It's super weird. Absolutely. And then like Pacey's like, well, I don't like the hat. And, and I'm just like, bullshit. Someone, you would have been in so much trouble. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm sensing that you, Karen, don't like me that much tonight. And, like, they really have a great rapport, like, a snark. They're, like, snarking at each other. But, like, they're pretty good. Like, these two are pretty good back and forth with each other. I was like, all right. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. So, Jen shows up at Charlie's. Yeah. And she's like, dude, this isn't going to be a regular thing, though, that I just, like, come over in the middle of the night. <laughs> and she, it absolutely she is Jen of, and you should like, own it. <laughs> I know. It's like it's totally fine. But like I I love this this struggle that she's having. Yeah, she's like I too. like fucking this guy, but like the narrative of me just going over to fuck this guy like 
like that traditionally makes me a slut and I want to like know this, get to know this guy. So she's like kind of having this struggle and it's super fascinating. Um, And And (laughs) she's like, where are you from? She's like, where are you from? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, you know, and he just starts kissing. Yeah, she he's very squirrely about like answering any questions about himself. And she's just kind of like, no, like tell me where you're from. And he he finally admits he's from Highland Park, Illinois, which I think is a suburb of Chicago, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 So, you know, they kind of have this, but they have such they really actually Chad Michael Murray and Michelle Williams have actually really good chemistry. Like they do. they're real sweet. They're cute I, like, together. It is. Yeah. Like the yeah. way that they're like pushed, like he's pushing her buttons. It still like has a sweetness to it. Instead yeah. He's of, not like, being an asshole. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like Henry, like he didn't, or like, um, Michael Pitt, he didn't make those choices to have mm-hmm. like a sweetness. He just made the choice to like, honestly, like be a little dim witted, you know? So it was like <laughs> super weird. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> Um, then we go to the Learys and we get one of those shots of Dawson. Shot. <laughs> Here we are. It's a little more 360 than up above, but it's like the same, the same jam as normal. <laughs> and he's just like looking at the creek and at the, at his, you know, it's like this, uh, you know, and I mean, like, look, it's, it's beautiful. You feel so fine. You definitely yeah. are like, ooh, like he's looking at his home, like, like you know, yeah. and he's having all these, like, you know, yeah, I totally. as someone who was 18 and went away to college, I remember these feelings for yeah, sure. Totally. totally. Uh, but it, it's just funny, the shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also then have questions about the timing yet again and, and how public transportation works in Cape Side. Because, like, it seems very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So did he leave, like, on the 5 a.m. bus? Like, seemingly, yes. I mean, how far is the bus stop from his house, too, I'm wondering. But, like... Like, a lot of questions still. The, yeah. There's, like, a real <laughs> mythology a mythology <laughs> to how public transit works in Cape Side. And I'm like... <laughs> You know, I like need someone to write, I don't know, some sort of grimoire about it. Um, um, Because Mitch comes out in his pajamas and sees Dawson and is like, whoa, like, like, what are you doing here? Dawson, what are you doing here? Yeah. (laughs) Which is like a weird response, to be honest. Like your son lives in L.A. Like, I don't know. Yeah, are you okay? Is the world ending? (laughs) What's happening? How the fuck did you get here? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Um, And we go straight inside where they kind of like make small talk, like Mitch and Dawson about this new couch. And like, Gail comes in like, sorry. Yeah, that part kind of made me sad where he's like, Dawson's like, oh, wow, a new couch. And it's like, again, like Dawson, like, you know, the show itself has such a connection to the Larry house. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's seeing that something changed and like, he didn't know about it. And it like, it's just like, oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, Mitch is like, yeah, your mom's been redecorating. And like, you know, it's just like, I I just remember those moments when you're like 18 and you go back, you're like, what is home? And you're having these really complicated Mm -hmm. feelings about it, you know? Um, Particularly as your parents like start to change things and are like, okay, we're going to remodel stuff. And you're like, oh shit. Like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, the first time I came home, my house like 
was like looked completely different. I felt yeah. like, you know, um, like like four rooms had be, been redecorated. <laughs> I mean, my my parents did redecorate like with frequency, but like mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, okay, yeah, yeah <laughs> um, totally, totally. Um, yeah, so like Gail comes down and is so excited. And, like, mm-hmm. that he's there. And, like, she's just, like, such a mom. She's like, you're too thin. And, like, you know, oh, my God. Are you eating? Did you get the cookies I sent? Because, like, yeah. you know, I sent cookies. And then Dawson's like, well, I, I did not checked my mail. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, and then he tells them. He, like, he like rips it off pretty quickly, actually, the Band-Aid. He's yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I haven't checked my mail because I've been in Boston because I, like, want to drop out of USC. It's not for me. And he admits... So I guess this is the only explanation we're going to get. And, Mm. like, you know, he's like, look, I spent the whole summer there. I went to all of my classes. And, like, LA just wasn't for me. And, like, I want to be in Boston with all my friends. And, like... You know, like, this is going to be it, right? Or at least right. this episode, the explanation. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I mean, I completely agree with you. It's, like, it's not earned. And, like, the thing is, like, I like this story for him. I wish we could get deeper into it, you right. know, of him being, like, I don't know. Like, I, I still want to be a filmmaker, but I don't know if I need to be in L.A. to, like, you know, foster my craft at this point in my life. Or, like what didn't he like about LA? Why wasn't it for him? You know? And I totally get it. Like it's fucking far. Like it's far Mm -hmm. to be away from you. All of your friends are in Boston. Like literally his only friends are Mm -hmm. in Boston Mm -hmm. all together, spending time together. And like his family and his sister, he barely knows are like all the way in, you know, Massachusetts. So like those are good enough reasons to be like, I just am not ready to be that far away from all this stuff, but we don't get that. Well, and also like, there's a part of me, like, I think you're totally right on that front, but also there's a part of me just like academically speaking, that's like, Hey, being in LA is like already diving in the deep end. And I would really like to hone my craft in a way before I start taking film classes in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. or like whatever. And like, yes, sure. There's a lot of things for film nerds to do in LA because hello, Mm -hmm. like the, you know, the city is full of them and people to meet and everything (laughs) connect with for sure. Totally. But also like, there's something to be said about those smaller groups that come out together or like Mm -hmm. know each other from a smaller college And, like, Mm -hmm. work together and learn things together and are, you know, it's, like, my thing is, like, that is definitely a way to do it if you're going to do it. If you're going to go to film school, that's definitely a way to do it. And so, like, that's a totally reasonable explanation. We just don't get any of it. I know. I totally agree. Yeah, there's, like, so many paths for you, for him. Like, he was making films in Cape Side, so it's, like, he could still continue to do that. It's hard to, like, I think this is true and authentic but like as Dawson it's called Dawson's Creek why don't we get more about him mm-hmm. and his feelings and his what's going on we don't like you said we don't even see him once at USC so right. bizarre yeah I mean Busy Phillips in her book talked a little bit about how by this point James Vanderbeek seemed really fucking over it and was like basically yeah. asking for less screen time um yeah, which is yeah, yeah. wild to me 
Um, but like knowing people who are actors, that is wild to me. That is not usually a request that <laughs> actors make. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so maybe it was that. I don't know. I'm going to have some things to say when we get more into the meat of some of the other characters' storylines that I'm just like, why is uh-huh. this? Why this? Right. You know, because I think there's a few this season that feel like why, like I, nobody asked for this. Um, I know. I totally agree. I'm sure you all can guess which one I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, But so, so Gail asked the smart questions while Mitch just like stews about this. So she's like, she's like, okay, if you're going to go to Boston, like where are you going to live? And like, yeah, he's like with Jack, Jen, and Grams. And my question was like, has he discussed that with them? Is that like, I know, I was like on the couch, like what? Yeah. And he's like, okay. you know, I'll find a new school. And he's like, you know, I I know this sounds bad, but I like actually really have thought about it. Which like, okay, mm-hmm. if that's true, then that's you know, okay. Um, yeah. Gail's <laughs> like, aren't you sure you don't want to give it time? And like, he's like, no, I'm at a crossroads in my life. And this Mm -hmm. is the choice that I want to make. Yeah. And then Mitch (laughs) steps in (laughs) and is very authoritarian and is like, you're not dropping out. And he's Mm -hmm. pissed. And he's like, and if you're going to act like a child, then I'm going to treat you like one. And like... He is, like, very, like, I will be making this decision for you, which is. Uh, like, it's weird because, like, I I feel Mitch and where he's coming from. Yeah, like, totally. it would be really hard to have your kid that you've paid all this money to go to USC yeah. come and be like, I'm going to go sleep on a couch in Boston and, like, find another school. Like, that would, I know it would be really hard to hear, you know. his re- <laughs> Mitch leans into, like, anger and violence a lot, and that's, mm-hmm. like, a problem I've always had, you know. And mm-hmm. so that's, like, why this is hard, because he's like, you're not going to do that. And it's, like, like, again, the way that Dawson is explaining what's happening is very scary. <laughs> As a parent, that would be a very scary thing to hear. Yeah. <laughs> But, totally. like, you know, responding in that way is like, oh, I don't know if that's helpful either, Mitch. <laughs> right. And, of course, like, right at that moment, Lily starts crying and sort of everyone leaves Dawson in the living room by himself. Like, okay, let's yeah. all take a second. <laughs> Which, fair. Um, yeah. So then we go to the dorm room. And Audrey's like, so who was that guy that you restaurant that must have had a huge impact on your life (laughs) yeah and And joey tries to deflect (laughs) yes she's Mm -hmm. like she's like the only guy in my life is james joyce and i can't focus on him until i clean up my desk and girl what freshman english class is making you read james joyce drop that immediately too hard (laughs) yeah for real (laughs) And and she, Audrey's like, let's talk. And Joey's like, don't you have a, a whole football team to fuck or whatever <laughs> lacrosse team to fuck? Look, I Joey says it very nicely. 
There's like no Joey mm-hmm. vitriol, but yeah. Um, Audrey also well, talk about not earned. I mean, like right, that's what I, I mean. Is like it's hard. Like if they were friends, you could like be like, "This is funny," but like she's kind of just been a bitch to her this whole time, and right. like totally like slut shames her, and like you know, uh, like doesn't even though Joey's friends are like Audrey's cool, she like didn't invite her to dinner with Jen, you know, and all this yeah. stuff. So it's like. It's hard to, again, like I've, it's hard. I, Joey, I struggle with. Like, this is supposed to be our strong girl that, like, yeah. just, like, you know, treats people like this. Like, okay. But also, Audrey says something really funny. Like, I agree with you about Joey, but Audrey says something really funny where she's like, I, in LA, I was like the group therapist for my friends. Some people would even pay the surcharge to call from the valley to talk to me. And I cackled. But was that a thing? Well, because there's a different area code. No, I know. It was a different area code. But like, wow. So you, it was like long distance to, yeah. to call from the valley to uh, to Beverly Hills or wherever Audrey's supposed to be from. Santa yeah, Monica. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and Audrey has a theory about Joey. And the theory <laughs> is that she lo- Joey loves academia because of the rules and hates relationships because of the lack of rules. <laughs> and Joey, Audrey's like, I mean, do you want to see this guy or not? Like, yeah. And Joey's like, yes. Well, I mean, no, like not if he doesn't want to see me. And like, he obviously does not <laughs> Right. And then Audrey like gasses Joey up. Like I, I, I kind know. of hate some of friend. what she says, but totally she does guess. The rhetoric friend. is, yeah, like it's like yeah. the rhetoric is terrible, but yeah. this is why Joey has always needed a a girlfriend, An you know, yeah. like and why, like her and Andy hanging out was like good at times because like they would they would bring out the best in each other, you right. know. And Audrey just is like, "Come on, girl! Like, of course he wants to see you." And Joey's like, "What do you mean?" And Audrey's like. Because you're pretty and you don't know it and you're smart and you don't think it and you're the kind of guy girl guys never get a, over and that girls are constantly compared to. <laughs> like, I hear that what Audrey is doing is giving compliments and yet mm-hmm. and yet the compliments I have some issues with because mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. that narrative of like you're beautiful and you don't know it like like yeah. it's bad to know it well that because it is like people are like know, you're conceited if you acknowledge that you are like our f- people think you're pretty you yeah. know it's super bizarre right and then like you're the kind of girl guys don't get over i'm like is that not stalking or like some kind of really like and it's like, kind of ruined her life yeah <laughs> like, for the, i don't feel like for the whole that. series we've yeah. seen like um three seasons of this not being a good thing so like i don't know should you really covet this guy's not getting over you thing (laughs) right right so i mean like i love how street sweet audrey is and then at the same time i'm like "Mm, maybe maybe (laughs) different compliments (laughs) um and then joey like i mean again i'm gonna say like dare i say growth um Mm -hmm. joey admits she does not want to make pacey uncomfortable and Audrey kind of pushes her back and is like, I don't think you want to be uncomfortable. Like, I think that's the problem. Yeah. 
And totally. And Joey takes this criticism and uh-huh. does not say anything shitty back, which I yeah. think is a growth moment. And like totally. and then admits to Audrey that like this ended messy and like I don't want to make things worse. And yeah. I think Audrey gives the advice that I need to hear about literally every aspect of my life, <laughs> which is, are you ready for it, guys? This is fucking, this is, this is deep. No one's going to grade you on how this goes. Yeah. No one's going to grade you. I think I like need that on a poster above my desk right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And she says, you know, relationships are messy. They start messy. They end messy. Like, you just kind of, like, have to stop worrying about the mess. And, like, that's some great fucking advice. It really is. And it's, like, yeah. It's interesting because, like, again, Joey always um, describes her relationship with Dawson as complicated. But, like, so is she trying to say that her relationship with Pacey is messy and that's different than complicated? (laughs) A and then Good you know question. like B like it's again interesting the comparison of like how she was so like Dawson needs to be in my life I don't care what he thinks about that and in this situation he's like I she's like I don't want it to be worse for him like I don't want him to feel bad you know mm-hmm. and like we're kind of seeing like how she actually like learned a lot from the breakup with Pacey and how like her actions actually affected him. And I don't know that we see that with her and Dawson, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think there's like a way that like, even just this, like Pacey and Joey haven't even talked to each other yet. Mm-hmm. And you've been s- how long, like four months f- between four and six months. Like, yeah. And they haven't even talked to each other yet. And yet you see her growth. You see Mm. her be like, you know, really consider him and consider his feelings and consider. Mm -hmm. And so you see their relationship that like, you know, their relationship has been different. And yes, like we spent some of season four complaining about parts of their relationship, but their relationship was totally different than her relationship with Dawson. And I think you Mm -hmm. see it here too, right? In that she's like, I mean, even like, you know, one to two episodes ago, the Dawson and Joey shit where like they immediately fall into these toxic patterns. Like Mm -hmm. she's not like that with Pacey. Sure. Sometimes she fucks up. Sure. There are, you know, we have our complaints about last season and that like, you know, if someone's behaving a certain way or or saying certain things, like Mm -hmm. maybe you should like, you know, pay attention to that. But like, Mm -hmm. but there seems to have been learning. And that's my thing. That's my thing. Always. I can, this is a show about teenagers. Like, I don't even like, I, we try to talk about our teenage years a little bit, but like, I don't think it's possible to explain what a fucking mess of a human I was as a teenager. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh, yeah. And so like, I'm a typical I'm, teenager. Yes. Right, right, right. Absolutely. As were you, as was everyone. But like, but like, I, so I have the utmost sympathy and empathy when people fuck up royally and then learn something from it. That yeah. I'm like, you know, that I, I could watch all day. It's when you fuck up royally and then learn absolutely nothing and keep doing the same thing over and over again. 
yeah, that's why it's so hard to watch Dawson and Joey. Like, yeah. you know, it, yeah. <sighs> I agree. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we go to Jack, who is woken up hungover at this frat house. Oh, um, sounds so scary. Looks where, very scary. Where, yeah. <laughs> where he has crashed because, look at Aaron, these bros don't let their bros drink and drive. Which, yay, also, last I checked, Boston had public transit. But whatever. Well, <laughs> the idea that, like, are we supposed to think that Jack drove there to this party? Like, <laughs> I absolutely do not believe that. I don't He's think like Jack has a sob why would there you... and then just like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And they like give him an invitation to their frat or something. I, I honestly do not understand how this works. It's like they like ask him letter? to be a like, a pledge. Yeah, yeah, they ask him to go steady, basically. Um and and Jack's like excited and he's like, Well, like what happens if I accept? <laughs> And then they say this weird thing. Yeah. Chad is like, Chad. well, you move into the house. You have your meals here and yeah. we're your brothers and we help you out. And I'm like, wait, he moves in? Like, yeah. Like you just have an em- extra room all like prepped for him or an extra bed. He- I get it. And okay. then and then Chad says there comes a time when every man has to ask himself am I in or am I out which is the absolute clunkiest way to get to the moment where Jack then is like I need to tell you I'm gay. Yeah. So is yeah. Chad like are, so this line from Chad I was like so is that what we were doing we were setting up like am I in or am I out and it was like a closet yeah. of a I'm- closet. <laughs> Well, I think that that's what the play is on it. But like, I mean, even setting up that play is weird. There comes a time where a man has to ask himself, is he in or he's out? And it's like, well, you know, you can just be on the spectrum of your sexuality. Like, okay. I mean, not in, not in 2001. I know. (laughs) But yeah, it's supposed to be like setting up of like, are you in or you out? And Jack's like, actually, I'm, I'm I'd like to be out of this closet. Yeah, exactly. That I'm in right now. I'm gay. Yeah, like, there's something I've been he's like, I've asked myself that question a few times before. And there's something I need to tell you, Chad, and two other randos. Yeah, I'm gay. And then they all like look at each other and burst out laughing. Yeah, (laughs) which is like not always the yeah, which like, it's not like a yeah, whatever. It's not like weird. And other than like this story is weird. But and they're like, yeah, dude, we know. Yeah. And you have a home with us. <laughs> and, and Jack's like, oh, cool. There are other gay guys here. And they're like, nah, dude. <laughs> nah. So he's the token queer. And Jack's yeah. like, Jack's like, well, you know, like most fraternities aren't known for being tolerant towards alternative lifestyles. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do any gay people say that? No. I think that that was like a real rhetoric back then, but I'm it's, so I mean, it still is. That. It still is, but it's like right wing people call it alternative lifestyles. Like uh-huh. it's not a, yeah. it's not a, a rhetoric that like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, correct me if you are a queer person who uses that term. I absolutely do not. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> whatever. Uh, uh, anyway, so, so bizarre. Chad's like, you know, 
we have a reputation of being the broiest of fraternities on campus. <laughs> Not selling me on this, Chad. Not selling me on this fraternity. Okay. <laughs> and the dean wants them to have diversity. And I was like, okay, so that's why there's one black guy. And I know. now there's one gay guy. <laughs> I'm like, man. It's so bleak that, like, even diversity initiatives haven't even moved beyond that, just like tokenism. I agreed. But, like, the so Chad then says, We know you're gay and we want you because of it. And I feel absolutely fucking devastated to tell you that in 2001 that felt like a huge step forward that they they didn't say we want you even though you're gay they said they we want you because you're gay in 2001 felt like i mean wow (laughs) here's my thing i do wish that jack's college experience had him meet like other queer people like maybe a little group of queer people Mm -hmm. Because I, like, feel like that's actually really important to, like... Yeah, and it's hard that it's, like, they're painting this as, like, Jack finds his tribe with frat guys that, like, (laughs) are okay with him being gay. And you're, like, I don't know. Like, that. I mean, that's always been the common narrative. Jack's, like, the... He's, like, the bro-y gay guy. And you're, like, yeah, but, like, he's not the only one. (laughs) Like, Totally. You're There's in like Boston, a whole subreddit like a about it. Town. Yeah. yeah, like it's like, come yeah. on, you know, like it's like so weird. Totally. And also there's a part of me that's like, I'm down with like the breaking down of those stereotypes, particularly in this mm-hmm. time period when like that's all we got were stereotypes, you know? Yeah. I, and I'm like, I'm down with that. But also like he should have some queer friends. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I just like, you know. Please. Anyway, we go to Charlie's room where Jen is continuing to ask questions about him. Like what his favorite color is. (laughs) I just love the idea of like getting to know someone by being like, oh, what's your favorite color? (laughs) What's your favorite thing to eat for lunch? (laughs) Like mustard or mayonnaise? It's like the stupidest questions. Like Jen's smarter than this. It's like a really funny thing, you know? And he's like all trying to be like suave and he's like the color of your eyes. Yeah. She's like, fuck off. This is why they're cute together. Yeah. She like covers his eyes and she's like, what color are my eyes? And it's just like, it's so cute. It's so cute. And And like, like, they have this conversation. And she's like brown with flecks of color in them. It's so cute. It is. It is. And then they like kind of have this conversation where he's like, you know, they like how good their sexual chemistry is. Mm-hmm. And like Jen's kind of like, wait, like, are you saying we can't go a day without having sex of any kind? And I was like, I wanted to get up and cheer. You've acknowledged that you have other kinds of sex than yes. just like, you know, fucking missionary yeah. or whatever you're doing. <laughs> um, Love it. Anyway, sorry. So and Charlie's like, we wouldn't make it 12 hours without ha- having sex. And then they have, like, kind of hot, like, (laughs) this is, like, hot in a weird way where they're both, like, well, I'm not going to be the one to give in, like, and they're, like, kind of hot about it towards each other. (laughs) Yeah, and she, at the suggestion that she makes, he does say, like, woman, are you insane? (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah, it's so cute. And they start making out, and then he's, like, we should get out of bed if we, like, don't want to have sex. 
weeks. And she just like gets up and is like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and leaves him in the bed. And I'm in love with her. In love I with know. her. I know. It's so cute. It's so cute. So we go to the restaurant. And what's the waitress's name? Karen. Karen comes in and, and Pacey and her are chattering. And Pacey's like, what's the problem here? Like, you seem very happy and or unhappy. Yeah. And she's like super rude to him. And he's like, I just want to like bond with my colleague here. <laughs> yeah. Well, like he says that like Danny said that waitresses are moody, but her mood is off the charts. And I was like, Pacey, my, my friend, <laughs> don't say that mm. to people. Particularly mm. don't say that to women particularly don't say that to women working service industry jobs, particularly don't say that to women of color color. working service industry (laughs) jobs. Like shit's bad out there, brother. Let her be in a bad mood. (laughs) I know. And like, it's like a kind of like, why aren't you smiling? You should smile more. Yeah. I was like, don't love this. It's super weird. And then like, yeah, he's like, he wants to like talk shit on on Rich or um, what's his name Danny. Danny. And like <laughs> Rich is a different one. Uh, I know they all look the same. <laughs> yeah, uh, Danny and uh, and she's like, can't can't we just bond over like talking shit on our boss? And it's like, oh, that's such a toxic workplace vibe. I like know. you know, it's such a bad. You know, don't do that. Don't do that. You know. Um. And like he's like, I just want to bond with my colleague. And she's like, This isn't a law firm. We serve people. And like I get her anger where she's coming from, but also this like rhetoric about labor is so weird. It's like, no, you are colleagues. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. And like, although I will say, having worked in a lot of restaurants, like the front of the house and the back of the house, like a lot of times aren't really they're not really um commingling with each other. Um, all that often partially that's because of racism because most of the time the back of the house um are people that speak spanish as a first language yeah 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 Yeah. um and then um the front of the house is like the white people uh yeah and or the like you know whatever people who speak english as a first language um Mm -hmm. so pacey like says that Danny yelled at him to put down the ironclad and Karen just looks at him and is like, it's all clad, (laughs) not ironclad. (laughs) And she's like, he's letting you work with shit. You don't even know the name of like, she's pissed. And he's like, can you just hate him with me for a second? Like, come on. And, and she's like, you know, look at this is how it works. I wait on people, you cook for them. And then Pacey argues that he doesn't cook. He just mm-hmm. cuts potatoes as thinly as possible for no apparent reason. And like Karen has fucking had it at this point. I, know. Um, I just want to mention at this point that I actually kind of love Karen. Um, I know. <laughs> and I wish she had more to do uh, as while she's on this show because I think she's kind of great. Um, mm-hmm. and she's like, he, you're doing culinary prep. Like you have to wear the fucking hat. So your greasy ass hair doesn't end up in someone's dinner. And like, the only problem that I have is that I am working with someone whose sole qualification for this job is his gender. Mm-hmm. And in parentheses, I was like, and his race, but go, go yeah. off Karen. <laughs> 
<laughs> and who he knows. <laughs> yep, but go off, Karen. Absolutely. So Dawson is sitting in his room and there's like on the floor and there's like tons of boxes mm-hmm. and like he's kind of like in like thinking, you know, like mm-hmm. in this way, you know, and Mitch comes in and is like, I used to sit in my room thinking about my life and then I just started living it. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. So you never think about your life anymore? You just live it? I know. <laughs> it's okay. so weird. And like, again, I understand where Mitch is coming from. Yeah. But like, give this guy a break. Like, don't, doesn't, why doesn't Mitch understand where Dawson's coming from? He's 18. He yeah. feels like he made, like, it's like, I. it's, that's why the storyline is so like, I feel it sucks. Maybe I shouldn't feel bad, but like for um, James Vanderbeek, because it's such a compelling story to be like, I thought I wanted to be a filmmaker. I got into the best film school and like, I don't like it. I, it isn't what I wanted. It's not yeah. the place for me. That's so complicated. But like, we get well, this I, like really weird half-assed telling of it. Totally. And like Mitch then it goes on this thing where he's like, don't BS me right now, Dawson. Cause like, I'm tired. And like mm-hmm. he's like, this is this decision you made is not about USC. It's about a girl. And, and I was like, thank you, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. The next part, I have bones to pick. So yeah, yeah. he's goes. Da- Mitch goes on this big rant about how Dawson worked his butt off, and quote, I quote, overcame mm-hmm. the adversity that would send other kids running for cover. Hmm. end quote and he got in and what adversity is that (laughs) what adversity his parents got divorced that sucks right yeah that's i mean that's not but that's like i mean take a survey of all the people that got into usc i'm sure it's not he's not the only fucking person whose parents got divorced exactly his girlfriend broke up with him and started dating someone new Mm-hmm. That seems like pretty normal high school adversity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Dawson sent his then girlfriend's dad to jail, but doesn't sound like his adversity. <laughs> that's, no. That's... no, no. And then he had to pull the plug on Mr. Brooks, which is awful, but it was literally two episodes. And so of I'm the just weirdest not... <laughs> storyline ever that didn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> That some that involved Tony Hale for reasons, <laughs> and a minor and, making really big decisions. But okay, okay. But like, my thing is like, are we? That doesn't. None of that seems like adversity. That seems like yeah. some shit happened to you that happens to people. I mean, I think that this is a rhetoric and narrative of privileged white people. Absolutely. So. And and I wanted to say, this is what we scream about all the time, is that it's mm-hmm. like, what this show said was like, Dawson's dealt with so much. And we, the viewer, were supposed to be like, oh, yeah, he really has. And then when you actually think about it, you're like, exactly, like, compared what? to Joey, Jack, Pacey, and Jen, what has he experienced? Andy? Yeah. Andy? No, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm it's like... so wild. 
And so my conclusion is like, this is why white men think they're being discriminated against when the Mm -hmm. only thing that's being asked of them is to not act like actual monsters literally all of the time. I know. So like, (laughs) this is, this is where it called, like, it's not Dawson's Creek's fault, but it didn't help the narrative. (laughs) I know. know. It's so fucked up and wild. Yeah. Anyway... (laughs) Mitch <laughs> continues and is like, you're chucking all of this away. Like, I can't believe this. Yeah. And, and Dawson, to his credits, like, look, I want to follow my own path. And like, that's what I'm trying to do. And like, I felt for him because it's like, Mitch is like, ever since you were 10, you've, you know, wanted to be a filmmaker and like I've heard about you or I've heard about USC since I you were 10 and like you know and it's hard when like parents won't let their kids change you know and so it's like I just read bell hooks I just Uh read bell hooks is all about love and if you want to really just like fuck yourself up like I highly recommend that book and I mean that in the best way possible Mm -hmm. um because it's like that is it's like her she talks about basically like when parents do that, that's like not love. That's Mm -hmm. like, they're trying to give care and they're trying to give affection, but like, that's not love. And like that basically like so many kids don't know love because they have parents who do shit like this. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a very oppressive to be like, yeah, no, you've told me you wanted to do this when you were 10 years old. And now that you're changing, I'm going to yell at you and scold you and tell you that you're wrong. It's like, (laughs) I mean, isn't that the point of college? Like, that's the way it's been told in, like, the upper middle class narrative. Like, you go find yourself. You have an experience. Like, whatever. Like, that is the upper middle class, like, rhetoric about it. And so when he actually does that, they're like, you did it wrong. You're supposed to do what you said when you were 10. It's like, it's very, like, I feel for Dawson. Yeah. Like, I feel for him. Yeah. You know, like. Because Mitch then like, says... Because you kind of I'm wish sorry. that Mitch could just be like, I want you to follow your path, but like you, like it feels scary. Like you wish that like you could share your, your feelings more. Like it feels scary mm. to me that you don't have a, like a plan. Like what are you going to do? And like, like what, what, what does this look like for you? Yeah. You know, like why don't you like LA? <laughs> like just stuff like that. Yeah, totally. And like, you know... Mitch then says, I want you to choose your own path. I do, but I don't want you to follow Joey down hers, which I think is like actually good advice. Again, it's kind of sad that Dawson's then reduced to it being about Joey. You know, <laughs> like yes. he's like, LA isn't the place for me. And they're like, you're doing this for Joey. And like, you know, this is a problem I had in season four where like he has these really compelling storylines and then they like reduce it back to Joey. And like, do I think that Joey's part of the reason? Yes, she absolutely is. But like, there's so many reasons that like, we only got a glimpse of what Dawson felt, but like, even though despite all that, we know that it's like his friends are in Boston. He doesn't really fit in in LA. He doesn't really like it that much. You know, he, he didn't really like the experience of the internship that he had, you know? So like, these are all reasons why he's like, that isn't what I want at this point in my life. And that is like, like 
that should be fine for him. And then to have the show and like, you know, his parents reduce it back to Joey. It's hard. However, you also do like want someone to say like, don't do this for like, don't do this for Joey. (laughs) Like if I was Mitch or Gail and saw like all of that drama that like the toxicity of their relationship, I'd be like, don't do this, please. (laughs) Totally. Totally. And I I think you're totally right on that front. I think that like the way that Dawson, the, the show does such a disservice to Dawson, Joey, and a lot of times Pacey by like constantly, and sometimes even Jen, by constantly mm-hmm. like circling back on this relationship that mm-hmm. just like doesn't work that well. Like, yeah. I just, I don't understand. And Mitch, like, Mitch then like goes on to be like the stakes are really high like this isn't high school anymore and I kind of hate that narrative it's not that I don't think that sometimes Mm -hmm. decisions you make when you're 18 affect you for like the can affect you for the rest of your life it's that like yeah they can but it's like this thing of like I don't know man you go down a path you make choices on that path and it's not like better or worse. It's just like it is what it is. That's how I feel. Yeah, and I I agree and and it also is an extension of this rhetoric that we talked about last season where it's like if you don't go to college when you're 18, you're like your life's over. It's right. like, well, I don't know how to tell you this, Mitch. USC film school is literally always going to be there. Always. <laughs> yeah. You could just yeah go at a different point right <laughs> you go to grad school there you could just you know like it's it's like a weird thing to be like if you don't do it now even though you hate it suck it up right. and like your life's over and it's like well his life could be over if he sucked it up and hated it like you know it's yeah. like come on um and then and, and right. dawson is like look i know this is like the most important decision of my life and you're like whoa yeah I, I, that's a lot of pressure my note was that dawson gives the i don't want your life speech from varsity blues basically <laughs> like he basically <laughs> tells mitch i don't want your life yeah. <laughs> and, and like he's like you know mitch like you can't i can't live this life that you choose for me like i have to have my own and i actually am like as as much as i was like is this the exact same speech without that terrible <laughs> accent um, I was like, I was like, he's right. I mean, Dawson's right. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then Mitch like hands him a ticket and he's like, I booked you on the next plane to LA. You got to seize this opportunity. That's life. And then he just like walks out. Well, he's like, he says, you have to seize this opportunity because it could be gone in a moment. And that's life because this show must foreshadow shit. It must. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot help itself. (laughs) So um, I, I feel like I, like I said, I wish I had done this choice better for Dawson. Like, I think he just deserves better. I totally agree. I think he deserves us to see him miserable and be like, yeah, I'm into him making this change rather than what we are right now. Because I feel a little bit like, oh, I get where Mitch is coming from. I would be like, what the fuck are you doing, too? But if I had seen Dawson miserable, 
Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and you know, speaking of foreshadowing, I think this isn't fair to Mitch either, you know. Absolutely. But like, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. We go to Gail and Mitch talking while Dawson is like under an umbrella <laughs> outside with Lily. It's a weird setup, but it's a okay. weird setup. But they like they talk about how much they love him and they miss him and they like wish that he was in Boston, but like that they also yeah. want him to make the right decision, which is like, you know, parent shit. Yeah. And it's hard because you, you wish that they had this conversation with with Dawson. Like Mitch right. is like soft in this conversation with Gail and he's like, "Yeah, I miss not having him like, you know, at the ta- dinner table and like hearing his experience and his opinions and stuff like that." Yeah. And like it would have been helpful for him to like say that stuff to Dawson too. Of like, "Look, yeah. I miss you too. I miss you. Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, I miss you. I'm So I can imagine how much you miss your friends and you miss us. But, like, I just – the way I feel about it is that, like, I think that this is an opportunity too good to pass up. And I would like to see you just try for the end of the semester. <laughs> right. I mean, that – I feel like that would have been my parents' reaction is like make it to the end of the semester that I paid fifteen thousand dollars for, but yeah, thousand dollars. <throat> I mean, right? Is that that's like a semester at USC is like fifteen thousand dollars? I I think so. I th- I think it's more than that, but yeah, at the time yeah. probably. Um, yeah. And he's like, and Mitch is kind of like, I love my life. I have a great family. And it, you know what? This is the only thing I'm good at. I'm a family man. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, Dawson's Creek, whatever. Yeah. He's like, well, look, I'm again, again, with poem. the foreshadowing. I know. It's just, they must. I know. I yeah, know, and it's when they advertise this episode, they said they advertise what was going to happen at the end. So it's yeah. like, you know, you know what's going on. Yeah. He's like, I'm never going to write a poem. I'm never going to make a movie that will change the world. But you know what? Maybe our son is going to do that. <laughs> yeah. He also says it poem. And, he also says poem. Yeah. Or something. Or I was like, okay, okay. Is that is that an accent? Someone tell me if that's your accent. I'm not judging. But it was, I, but I caught it. Um. Yeah, I mean, you right. know... I have complicated feelings about Mitch as family man. I don't think he's as good at as it as at it as he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because the bar for dads is in the goddamn toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I mean, he's like, yeah, he's there. So and in present, America, yeah. that means like you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're a great dad, you know, and and like, you know, again, I just wish even this conversation, like Dawson is an adult. Like you wish that like Mitch had been like, I miss you too. I understand how you feel. Like way I feel about this is, is X, Y, and Z instead of him being like, I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah, like, uh, totally. This is weird. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> okay. So- and Gail like kisses him and he's like, and he's like, what's that for? And she's like, I just love my boys. <laughs> All right, Gail, calm down. <laughs> so they they go back. We go back to Charlie's room. Um, 
And they're just hanging out. And I must point out that Chad Michael Murray has padding in his boxer briefs. That is like very Nuh-uh. clear. I I mean, that's my assessment. <laughs> I couldn't take my eyes off of it. <laughs> I wasn't looking at his dick. I, I, that's all I could see. It was it was like looking at it was like looking at David Bowie and Labyrinth. I was just like, that's the only thing on this screen right now, is it not? <laughs> um, so. I mean, y'all tell me if you think it's padded. That looked padded to me. That was a lot going on down there. Anyway, so they're like, <laughs> so he and Jen are like planning on going to a movie and Jen's all like, you know, su- such a like a nerdy college kid is like, oh God, there's a Fellini retrospective. We can see La Strada, La Dolce Vita. And Charlie's just like, nope, don't do subtitles. Nope, nope. And Jen's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, she's definitely shook by it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, not even like action movies with subtitles. Like, no John Woo movies. <laughs> no Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which was huge at the time. Like, and Jen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Jen just like gets thrown into this spiral about how it like, will definitely not doom their relationship that Charlie won't watch subtitles and like that this person she's attracted to won't watch <laughs> the best world cinema has to offer. Cause he won't read words off a screen. And <laughs> honestly, like I love this storyline. It feels so college. It's like so college. I know. That's why it's so awesome. It's like so on the nose. I love it so much. I know. And yeah, Charles is like, see, this is good. We're fighting. Like, see, we've got the we're doing this. We're getting to know each other and then we'll fuck later. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> I mean, good for you, both of you. I'm happy for you. I know. Yeah. I know. So then we go to Jack telling Grams that he got this bid from this fraternity. And he says that Toby called Jack the gay aunt- Uncle Tom and just like, white people, that's not our lane. Please stay out of it. Mm-mm. Not our lane. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. There's other Mm-mm. ways to say this. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah and jack like it's sweet because he's he's asking grams for advice and Uh and jack's kind of like well toby said they just want me to fill a quota which like isn't entirely untrue right and grams is like yeah but like how do you feel when you're there like you know and this is what i'm saying about mitch is like like grams is there like talking about like jack how do you feel about this like let me understand this more like you know and mitch is like i'm gonna you're i'm gonna tell you what to do it's it's super bizarre but (laughs) anyways and he's like he's like you know what like for the first time i like kind of feel like i fit in when i'm there Mm -hmm. and like that's not usually the case and grams is like well then it kind of sounds like the problem is you (laughs) like 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm so mixed, mixed about this. Cause like, I think it's such an individual choice to like decide to be the token person in a, a situation like this mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I guess I'll be the one gay guy, mm-hmm. you know, like that's such an individual yeah. choice. Like, and I, I kind of don't judge anyone, whatever choice they make for doing this. Um, but like, Grant, but my thing is like, um, you know, I really think that like, I really would have loved to have seen a storyline where Jack joined like a queer group and didn't fit in there. Like, and then it was like, what do I do rather than this storyline? But like, I guess this is what we have. So we'll go with it. I mean, that was kind of like the storyline that they had last season. Yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah. Although he didn't really try. Yeah, they just didn't. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't really like flesh it out either. Like he barely was a a big character last season. Um, Yeah, like, I mean, I guess I just like this because Graham centers his feelings. Well, how do you feel about this? Like, you know, if okay, that might be true. But like, how you know, you also were the first and only, you know, out gay kid at your high school. And like, you know, so like... Jack has been the token his whole life. So like, or like, you know, yeah, he's, he's been a token for like most of his like, you know, sexual awakening. So like that probably at this point, it doesn't feel as like problematic as like the whole, like fitting in probably feels better than being tokenized, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. Yeah. And then Grimms just gasses him up too. She's like, She's like, look, if these boys know even the tenth of what I know about you, then they definitely want you for more than a quota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cute. It's great. I love it. So we go to Capeside where Dawson and mm-hmm. Gail are now out in the yard. And Gail asks if Joey asked Dawson to stay in Boston. Um, And like, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, and are you together? Like, are you and Joey together? And Dawson's like, no to both of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. And <laughs> so what's happening? Like, I don't understand. What is That's the whole point question. of Dawson and Joey? And why are they still centering this? This is so frustrating, you know? Yeah. And Dawson's like, look, I know it doesn't make sense. Like, because I've always had a goal. I've always had something I want to accomplish. And then, but people are always telling me to follow my heart. And now that I've figured out like what following my heart means, everyone tell is telling me I'm crazy to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I feel for Dawson in this, but it also doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah. What does it mean? Like what? Like what? Like that's what I, it's hard because like, is he trying Joey. to be with Joey? We still don't know, right? Because the th- is is it that you know he's his he's sort of maintained that he's didn't like L.A. and like okay, so does that mean your heart is in Boston? Like that's where your heart is, and this does that mean it's Joey, or does that mean like? no, I just really want to be in Boston. I just really fucking love Boston and like the vibe of it. And like, I don't want, you know, I don't, didn't like the vibe of LA as much or whatever. Like we don't get any of these answers. And I think like, that's such a major problem. Totally. And also like, 
is your heart with Joey as a friend or right. like as a lover? Like, you know, like the, their relationship is so like, co- quote, complicated. That's how they describe it, you know? Um, so like, it, whatever. <laughs> okay. Totally. You then, Gail, I personally felt gave really good advice <laughs> and was like, look, people change. It's a fact. Yeah. And so if you're sure you want to be with Joey, then you have to be sure you're not going to stop each other from growing. I wrote that in all caps. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I wrote that out in all caps. Just make yes. sure you're not going to prevent either one of you from growing. Oh, my <laughs> God. Hell yeah, Gail. Hell yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. And, and Gail's like... Well, so what? wait. I, hang on. I want to say that I cannot tell if this show fully understood what its flaws actually were and randomly pointed them out, mm-hmm. but just, like, didn't give a fuck and like, mm-hmm. or if they like genuinely didn't know how to grow these characters past high school, which is like, you know, at some point we are going to have the larger conversation about how college is depicted in media. But like, that's like, I, I can't yeah. tell. Cause like, that seems so on the nose. Like, okay. So you know that these people do prevent each other from growing so much so that you're going to point it out. Yeah. <laughs> But then you seemingly are like never mm-hmm. going to do anything mm-hmm. about it. I know. <laughs> they did that with like a few points about Jen in the, the season premiere where they're yeah. like, oh, you're the slut, even though I haven't seen you fuck anyone, you know? And like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like they, they highlight all of these flaws in their storytelling, like in these like kind of almost like one off lines. And you're like, oh, my God, yes, so much of this, so much. Yes. You know, and like, mm-hmm. but then we still are like here watching Dawson and Joey, like hold each other back and stop each other from growing. Right. And and Gail goes on to say, like, I know you love the idea of soulmates, but the reality of being together with someone forever relies on faith. To which I say, Gail, you've made a complete 180. This is terrible advice. It relies on work, which neither of these people are <laughs> old enough or mature enough to do. So, okay. And yeah. then... And then she's like, you know, are because you- then she's like, yeah, is Joey the type of girl you're willing to take a leap of faith for? <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, my God. It's just like it gets it so right for like one second and then immediately is like, nope, never mind. <laughs> Ignore that. Mm hmm. OK, so then. And we- honestly, no. Like right. he would never take a leap of faith for Joey. Like, right. he, you know what I mean? He's never done that. I've never seen that. Yeah. Maybe season one, which is why like it's so electric. But then after that, you don't really see it. Right. Um. So we go then to Charlie's room where Jen and Charlie are trying to find something they have in common and do not think for one second that I am going to skip past the fact that Jen's favorite album is Exile and Guyville because she is an alt-rock queen with the best taste. That album is a fucking masterpiece. And don't think for one second that Charlie's favorite album being Exile on Main Street is absolutely not true. 
Hell no. <laughs> Charlie is a velvet underground person, not Rolling Stones. Though Exile on Main Street is the best Rolling Stones album. Please yell at me at Twitter on Twitter about this. And mom, you can <laughs> you're allowed to call me and yell at me and tell me that that's not the best Rolling Stones album. Okay, sorry. It's an opinion. It's called it's an a, opinion. It's an opinion. You're allowed to be wrong in that opinion. <laughs> Fine. <with me. laughs> and Jen is like, it's just not going well for her. Yeah. She's like, I just we need to find something we have in common. And Charlie's like, it's sex. <laughs> yeah. Jen is like, I just don't think that's enough. Right. And like, Charlie comes over and like kisses her, and she's she, like, no, no, we. Her shoes are on the bed. Her shoes are on the bed. I just have to say it. God, et tu, Lindley. (laughs) Just freaks. (laughs) Why? Why? Oh, Um, my God. Yeah, he, he like, yeah, he's, like, comes over and kisses her because she's, like, saying we can't have a relationship based solely around sex. And my note was you absolutely can and yeah. should, particularly when you're yeah. in college. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> although, like, one of the hardest things about growing up is when you realize that, like, great sex does not necessarily make an emotionally fulfilling relationship. Mm. And, like, but, like, have have fun with it, y'all. Like, yeah, if, go yeah. for it, Jen. I love this. <laughs> I know. You know? And so he, like, is ready to go. And she's like, oh, God, oh, God. And then he reaches over and he realizes that there's no more condoms. And I'm like, yes, safe sex. I love this. I know. But also, um, two things. He, she's, like, so bummed that they don't have anything in common. But I'm like, you have music in common. Like, that is what yeah. you have bonded over. They also have only known each other a week. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. Jen, calm down. And calm you've just down. been, you're like, in a honeymoon phase. Like, have fun. Yeah, like, and then, like, I know. deal with the rest <laughs> later. <laughs> it's, like, so weird. I know. Um, like, and it's weird, like, to be like, well, we have to have the same favorite movie. It's like, well, no, don't. I don't know. Like, that's weird. You, like, you can, you have to, like, both like watching movies, you know? Or, yeah, yeah. like you said, they both like music. So it's like, y'all have enough in common already as it is. Yeah. You're both hot. So, like, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get on that. And uh, Charlie's like, oh, we got to go, like, get some condoms. Yeah, she's like, well, go like, get one. Go get some. Go get one. <laughs> um, RRA, I think, had like a basket of condoms taped to her door, right? Like there was yeah, always. They all did. Yeah, all of the there RAs. so did. many. So you could get them anywhere. <laughs> yeah, good job, University of California. There were a lot of condoms to be had. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. And he- he like grabs her hand and she's like, where are we going? And he's like, we're going to go steal one. We're taking our relationship <laughs> out of the bedroom. And it's so cute. I love it. It's great. Um, so then oh, here God. we go, guys. Here oh, we go. My God. We are at the marina in Boston. Okay. I just need to stop. Okay. A, two things. One, I've been wondering, East Coast correspondent Rachel, where is the dock people live on? Is that a real thing in Boston? Um. And two, okay, Josephine, Lillian Potter. That's what you're going to wear to see Casey. Okay. (laughs) Break it down for us, Aaron. (laughs) 
she has like she's wearing like jeans but like her stomach is covered thank god like the low jeans but like the shirt is long enough fine okay but she has on this weird hoodie that like she looks beat like Never see her. It's not. I guess like a a. It's like a hooded but zip up one. Okay. You know, we never see her wear that. No. Kind of stuff. No. What's going on here? You're gonna go see see like that. You don't even put lip gloss on. Okay. (laughs) Then it's okay. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like walks down to the marina where she sees Pacey on his boat. He's like cooking dinner on the deck. And she gets near the boat and he she sees him sort of looking up at the stars. And she Well, she sees him practice popping too. Yeah, he's like yeah, working. Yeah. Like yeah. he's practicing. Yeah. Which like see, yeah. he's like a good worker. Like, come yeah. on. Like, why did they make him feel like shit last season? You know, because I'm here. I I hear you. But like she kind of says it's hard to see them with all these city lights, isn't it? You know, like and just like these two are so insanely good together because like, oh, my God, he looks he opens a root beer. He looks over at her and he's like stunned and he like gives this like half smile like excitement but like stunned smile and you're like how is it this good like, i know this is electric oh my god they're like not even like she they're not even looking at each other he's looking at her <laughs> and she's like she's and his face yeah it's like he's stunned in the best way like he's so happy that she's there and he kind of like plays it off. He's like, nah, you can't really see him very well, but I've seen him all before, right? And then she smiles huge, that like Katie Holmes, like megawatt smile. And she's like, yeah, me too. Like, I've seen him all before. Uh, and then he like grabs her hand to like help her on the boat. And he's like, mm-hmm. so I'm guessing Lindley sold me out. <laughs> And And she stands up for her and she's like, go easy on her. We saw you at the restaurant. And and Pacey's like, okay. He's like, but then she unraveled like a cheap suit. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like again, growth. Like Joey's like, Joey's like, no, no, it wasn't Jen. You don't get to get mad at Jen. And She Pacey's like, oh, so that's why she hasn't been around to see me. And Joey's like, no, no, she met a dude, and like, you know, she's been in this like honeymoon. I know. Period. And then Pacey is so stoked. He's like, oh my god, that's awesome. Like, you know, and he's yeah. like stoked for Jen. Like, it's so yeah, cute. I know. And there's like a little bit of a pregnant pause, and mm-hmm. Joey kind of like is like, you know, I bet she's told you this, but like. Just to let you know, we're doing these Sunday dinners at Grams's house. And like, you know, it's kind of like nice to get together because you can get lost in the city and like, you should come. Like, she's like, she invites it. Yeah. Yeah. And he like, he has a pregnant pause and she's like, you know, I just would hate to think that you not coming would have anything to do with me. Yeah. And he's like with you well we're supposed to get i want to say we're supposed to get uh-huh. another david gray song that's been changed Ooh. at this moment um this time it's supposed to be say hello wave goodbye which is like uh, 
I love that song. It's a great, it's a great song. I mean, it's not as much of a tragedy as this year's love, yeah, yeah, but it's still, yeah. I mean, like whenever you're removing David Gray from a soundtrack, you are making the wrong choice. Um, so true. <laughs> so yeah, she's like, you know, she, I, I said, like, in this move that looks like growth again on Joey, she tells him something very honest and is like, I don't want you to, to like, not come because of this thing that we shared. Like, mm-hmm. and is like, you know, it, yeah, that, it ended badly. Like, she's, like, outright being like, it ended badly. And tears. Tears and bitterness. And Pacey's like... Oh yeah, like I remember that. We dated once, right? And just like the softness with which he says this and like mm-hmm. how they approach each other, no other couple could ever. I mean, are, are you I know. kidding me? I know. I know. Gosh. And like to see them talk this out is like it, even though they like then talk about something else and and we know what they're talking about. Like it just is so much of a stronger connection and like a real conversation than we've seen ever with Joey and Dawson. Absolutely. (laughs) We still don't know what happened at the end of last episode. Are they, what did that mean? (laughs) Right. Because we didn't hear any of their conversation. He didn't get on the plane and then they started talking in the airport And, like, we saw none of – we heard none of it. Yeah. And so, like, you know, Pacey, when he says, we dated once, right, with this softness, and Joey's like, yeah, we did, didn't we? And she cuts this, like, kind of tension between them, but it's not really – it's not a bad tension. It's just kind of like, okay, we said the thing. Like, we we acknowledge that there's an elephant in this room. Like, it'll be too painful for me to, like, continue (laughs) – down this path but she's like but i'm over you i i slept with half of the football team yeah and he's like only half and she's (laughs) like i left the other half for my roommate and he's like "Ooh, roommate yeah (laughs) i feel bad for her spending all 24 hours a day with you is definitely not fun (laughs) yeah and i like kind of so first of all i love that they bring up that trip Cause like mm-hmm. that feels so authentic, like that, mm-hmm. that they would like have those references that they constantly do. And then Joey just kind of out of nowhere is like, I do not snore, which like, this is what I love about these two actors and characters is like, we've never once heard them have an argument about her snoring before, but this argument feels so lived in. Like, yeah, it felt like a hundred percent. This is an argument they have all the time. Right. And like, and Pacey, because Pacey's like, I beg to differ. And they just like, you know, it just feels, I think that's like part of what works for me so well about them is they feel, even when we're not being shown everything, they Mm -hmm. make it feel like, no, this is like, we've had this argument for a year, whether or not I snore. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and that feels so authentic. And like, it feels authentic to like to their characters too. That they would have this connection, and that like it would totally explode, like it did last season. And Joey would be like, "I just like, I don't want to make him feel bad. I don't want to make him feel worse, but I also want to like 
you know, I want him in my life, you know, and that like she like he did make her a better person by making her choose, by making her like say what she wants, you know, just come out and say it instead of like, you know, like, like I wouldn't, it would, I don't want, like, I would be okay with you being at those dinners. And I want you to know that, you know, and I, I would like you to come to Mm -hmm. them too. Like just to see like that vulnerability and honesty, you know, like, at the and still like acknowledge like you can hear it and feel it like a lot of the pain is still there like it ended really bad it ended with tears and a lot of like a lot of pain but Mm -hmm. like you know like I want you in my life is essentially what she's saying yeah and then she kind of like they move a little bit just so that they're not in that uncomfortable place. Like even after the football, like mm-hmm. even at, like after their little, like sp- not spat, but their little like argument Joke that feels fest. lived in. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey's like, you know, I read this article from my biology class that says that like human beings might be able to regrow brain cells. And then Pacey says, I guess that means the, your brain on drugs thing is moot. And Joey says, don't go toking up just yet. I and I was like, is this the only pot reference on this show? What, that feels wild to me that they like never talk about pot. There's very few and uh, it's yeah. hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. But then Joey's like, you know, I think what it means is that sometimes in the not so distant future, it might be possible to forget the bad stuff and only remember the good. Oh, and he looks at her and he's like, that's already possible. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And, and like, like, it's like, it's heartbreaking to watch this like slow end to their relationship. Obviously, yeah. like, you know, it's like the final, like, we're like, I want to be your friend. I, but I yeah. understand that like the love that we had, like it's done, you know? And it's yeah. like, and I only remember the good stuff. I You don't make me feel the way that I like said. I don't like I'm in like, you know, you know that he felt embarrassed that he exploded at her. And that's yeah. why he couldn't talk to her. Like he probably felt the same way she did where it was like, yeah. I don't want to make it worse for her. I exploded at her. I like embarrassed her in front of the whole school. You know, right. like I, I don't want to do that. Um, and so but- like to, I think that's why he was so stunned when she shows up because he's like, wow, she like she yeah. came here. She, she did that you know like um that must have felt really good to him a hundred percent but also like his like not only is she kind of like giving the olive branch but also Mm -hmm. that he's kind of giving it back to her because if you remember at the end of last season he said i'm not going to do the thing where we like pretend to be friends and i am like dying inside Mm -hmm. like and so this time away and the time that he spent this summer you know not with her and like seemingly with another person that we've seen him with before um you Mm -hmm. know like like that feels like all that is gone too. And he feels like, he feels like, even though he doesn't say it, he feels, it feels to me right here that he's kind of like, I want to be friends. Yeah. I don't want you not in my life. Yeah. And, And like, my thing with this too, is that like them talking about 
the like brain like brain cells it Mm -hmm. seems like a thing that dawson and joey would do except dawson and joey would not actually communicate the thing that pacey and joey just communicated to each other because they like they're not talking directly about anything like they're kind of talking around it but their communication it's like there's no question what this conversation is and there's no question how it ends yeah totally like joey says like maybe at some point it's possible to forget the bad stuff and only remember the good. And Pacey's like, yeah, that's already possible. Like, I feel like Dawson would be like, is that possible? (laughs) And we'd be like, what just happened? (laughs) You know what I mean? Or like his, like the answer would be like this, like kind of rhetoric and like, you know, rhetorical question that you're like, what are we talking about? (laughs) And you're like, no, where where did we leave that? Yeah. Where did we leave this? You know? (laughs) Totally. Totally. And like, then Pacey, they kind of switch gears and Pacey's like, tell me about your roommate. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, I want to know about your job and this boat. Like, this is a, she calls it a mother of a boat. And like, (laughs) and like, they just chat and like, we fade out on them talking to the, to David Gray and like. I want to, I would look it up on YouTube. That probably is so good. Yeah. And like, my thing is like, I feel like in a certain way, particularly with the David Gray, there's like a kind of like, like soft bookend to Mm -hmm. this that like at the beginning of season or at the end of season four, episode one, we got them on the boat reading each other, the little mermaid and and David Gray playing. And now we get them sort of like reconnecting in a, in a friend way with David Gray playing on a boat in the Harbor and there is kind of a book endiness to it, you know. Totally, totally. There is something nice about that. Yeah. So. So we go back to Dawson. He's like packing up, and mm-hmm. he says goodbye he, to his mom and Lily. And he kind of like walks into the kitchen, and Mitch is not stoked. Mm-hmm. and Dawson passes the ticket back to Mitch and he says, I hope you can get a refund. No. Woof. I said woof. <laughs> wow. So That's much a- about this is weird. Even uh, the yeah. paper ticket is fucking hilarious. But anyways, yeah. and Dawson's like, like, I feel like this is really brave of him. He's like, look, I know you, you think I'm making a mistake, but like, I just want you to let me and I want you to trust me. Mm-hmm. And, and Mitch, well, because Dawson's like, I'm trying to be the kind of person that you taught me to be, mm-hmm. you know, like, so maybe this is a mistake, but like, this is who I think you, you know, you taught me to be someone who mm-hmm. follows what I, you know, think is best and what I want to do. And then Mitch says this line and like, I think it's good, but the way it's acted is like Uh very aggressive and stressful. Yes, Yes, I agree. So like if you just said like, I think you're making a huge mistake, but I want you, Dawson, to never forget that I love you and I will always be there for you. Mm -hmm. Instead, he goes like this. I think you're making a huge mistake. (laughs) But you should never forget that I love you and I will always be here for you. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, what whoa. is that choice? <laughs> yeah. And then okay. he says, and I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> and I'm like, oof, that one always hurts the worst. That one's the worst. Uh, so um, then, and Mitch like goes 
out of the kitchen. Yeah. We didn't, we don't know where. And so Dawson like looks at Gail and Mitch is like, and Gail's like, he'll be fine. Just call him. (laughs) And we hear like a honk and Dawson goes to leave to the taxi. So to bring up your point. Yeah. Where is the bus station? Where's he going to? (laughs) I don't know. Is he taking a cab to Boston (laughs) from the Cape Cod? Oh my God. And he goes to get into. He took a cab cab. from a movie studio to apparently LAX, which is $100, like at least. Oh my God. So So wild. And so he goes to get in the cab, Mm -hmm. and like somehow Mitch has appeared, like over by Graham's <laughs> house to like stare at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, I mean, okay, a choice. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> then we go to Jen and Charlie breaking into what we find out is the health center. <laughs> and he's like he he there's like a big, you know, urn full of condoms and he's like See, we're not even stealing. Like, these are free. And he points to the sign and he says, see, it says gift from the class of 1990. Here's hoping you get lucky. And Jen's like, that's not what that sign says. He's like, that's what you think it says. (laughs) And Charlie's like, I'm paraphrasing. And Jen's like, you can't read? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, are we having a Jordan Catalano situation here? (laughs) because she and says it says it's a gift from the class no, yeah, of 1990 she's like, i i can't read like look at how far that is who could read that yeah. and she's like yeah and then that's when she says it's, uh it's a, it's a gift from the class of 1990 in anticipation of a world without aids and charlie's like i mean i was really close <laughs> <laughs> and jen's like stung a little though <laughs> You know, anticipation know. of a world without aids okay. here we are <clears throat> yeah. um and jen is s- fucking amused by this like she figures it <laughs> out she's like oh you you're nearsighted aren't you like you cannot see yeah. that's why you don't like subtitles huh and he's like i look stupid in my glasses and she's like and you're totally vain i love this <laughs> she's like smirking the whole time it's totally. so awesome totally. like, now i know something about you and they, they start fuck. kissing and yeah. like yeah they, I, you know it's assumed that they fuck yeah. yeah they drop out of fame and he like grabs a condom from the thing so I mean cute. good for you have fun yeah um, and then like we immediately go to Jack who is telling <laughs> Chad and the bros that he doesn't want to he, he like doesn't want to be wanted to fill a quota you know yeah. And so if that's the only reason they're asking him, like, no. And Chad's like, look, like, at first, yeah, that's kind of what it was about. But, like, we really like you. And, like, then he says, aren't we all filling quotas? And I was like, no, you're not. No. Sir. No, you're not. <laughs> Shut up, Chad. Okay. Chad. Chad's gonna Chad. Um, so. I know. And Jack kind of lays out some ground rules. He's like, look, if I'm going to live here in this house, like my boyfriend will come visit and he'll eat here and he'll party too. And he'll probably sleep and shower here too. Yeah. And Chad is like, dude, Toby's welcome. Like, you know, that's what it means to be a brother. (laughs) 
I just, I like, I have a moment. Can I have a moment with that Jack line of like, he'll uh-huh. probably, he'll sleep and shower here too. Like, this is what Jack just said. I want to just I paraphrase know. in a different way. My boyfriend might come and have to clean himself in the room where we all clean ourselves sometimes. So I want to make sure if he's here, nobody's going to commit a hate crime against him. <laughs> that's what that conversation was i just like want to be clear about that okay i mean like i definitely hear you and i agree with you and it's very dark but also like you kind of wish like more straight men were like you know that means my girlfriend might come here sleep here and shower here so best not be sketchy dudes around you know but i hear you and and i you friend and i you those are that's a good point as well um, so f- Chad is like, what do you say, Jack? And Jack says, yes. And <laughs> there are bro hugs all around. Just a lot of bro hugs. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so anyway. We go to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And Danny comes in and Pacey's like, look, man, I'm all done. I've got 45 pounds of peeled and thinly sliced potatoes and the chef like looks at them like dramatically and he's like oh it looks like you finally got it like thinly sliced the very end <laughs> and then he just grabs all of this potatoes and throws it in the trash yeah. and I just want to say food waste in America is one of the biggest contributors to greenhouse gases we waste so much food here. This is very dark to watch. Um, yeah. Okay. I agree. <laughs> Pace, <laughs> Pacey is stunned. He's like, come on. I worked, spent three days on that. Yeah. And Danny's like, you know, hands him something else and tell him to tells him to slice it like he did the potatoes. And Pacey does that. And then Danny's like, that's a white truffle. They go for $1,200 a pound. And if I, like, let you get near them without proper training, I'd be fucking insane, which is true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then he has Pacey taste it. And Pacey's like, okay, I get it. (laughs) Then Danny just gets real fucked up. And he's like, yeah, Karen wanted your job, but I just wouldn't give it to her. Okay. (laughs) I, I, like, have... I want to know some things because Danny says Karen has more motivation and discipline than you do. He calls Pacey Mm -hmm. a slacker, which I don't love. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he says, but this isn't kickboxing, which is why I wouldn't give her your job. What the fuck does that mean? I, it doesn't make any sense because even as he goes on, I still don't understand. And Pacey doesn't either. So, like, I think really what we're supposed to take away is what Karen said is that, like, Danny only wants men in the kitchen. Right. That's what I took away. Because, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand if he was saying that, like, Pacey had raw talent that he saw that he thinks that Karen doesn't have. But, like, how would you know that when Pacey only came in to be a dishwasher? Like, I I don't understand that. And then, like, Danny, to me, seems like he, like, doesn't want to hire this particular woman or possibly any woman Mm -hmm. for whatever reason 
I was like, felt like a combo of sexism and racism that like, yeah. he doesn't want her yeah, in his kitchen. The only thing he would have, quote, seen in Pacey is Pacey's, like, gumption to be like, I'm not going to be a dishwasher. I want to be a chef or I want right, to, you know, right. I want to do something else. I mean, and that kind of would have been the exact same thing he would have seen from Karen of, like, I don't want to be a server. I want to be a chef. Right. Because he says cooking is a craft which can't be taught, which seems, I don't know, those two things isn't a craft something that can be taught. <laughs> yes, it's very bizarre. Cooking isn't a skill that can be taught. You can only learn it. <laughs> right. And Pacey's like, Pacey's all of us when he's like, I don't really know what that means. And I'm like, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Get out and of there. This is weird. <laughs> Totally. And Danny's like, clean up your station because you're cooking the truffle ravioli tomorrow. Um, I don't know. This Danny seems like a real douche nozzle, even if he's taking Pacey under his wing, kind of like still don't really like him. Yeah. And I also don't get it. Like truffles are not I've never had them thinly sliced. <laughs> oh, I have. I, I have had okay. them like that on on pasta. I mm. I'd spent some time in Italy and we my friend and I went Steve and I went to where they harvest them and mm. I swear to god it, in that location like everything has truffles in it because it's like where they harvest truffles yeah. and I yeah, yeah. Sm truffle smell was coming out of my pores for like 2 days mm. after we left <laughs> It was bad, but they would like shave them really thin and like put them on top of the pasta. So, mm. I mean, good. All right. I, you know, I just don't, truffle I think that ravioli, like, whatever. I, I think that people use truffle too much and, um, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. <laughs> you know, we don't need it all the time. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so Joey checks her mail and Dawson is just like standing in her mail room or something. Like he's like sitting on a bottom step of like, I don't, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. She has a cell phone that she runs with. So like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Right. He's just sitting there waiting for her. Yeah. And like, again, for what? Like, what are we supposed to take away from this is very frustrating. Because um, he still has his bags. Like, and, he hasn't even been home to Grams' house yet, if that's where he's staying. Yeah. And, like, I just, like, are we supposed to think they're going to they're gonna get together? I mean, that feels like where it's going, but but also, like, kind of doesn't at the same time. Yeah, like it to me doesn't feel like that at all because like they've like he came to visit and they didn't really do anything physical. So like I don't really get it. Right. Like they've already kissed. Like they this is they kissed, he leaves. The next time they see each other in the flesh, they don't kiss. Sorry, deals off. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Dawson asks okay. how Joey's weekend was and she tells him strange and unusual, but I'm like, was it? It seems like actually you kind of had a great weekend. <laughs> Maybe that's I just know. Me. <laughs> yeah. And like first, like it's frustrating because like, again, for someone who is her best friend, apparently, yeah. don't you wish she could be like, 
yeah, I saw Pacey. Did you know he's living in Boston on a boat? Like, you know, like right. he like has a new job as a chef. Like, you know what I mean? Well, and it's like Dawson's claim is that he's moving back to Boston to be around his friends, but like his friends don't seem to be communicating anything to him or each other about what their other friends are doing. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Anyways, he's like, I just want you, Joey, to tell me that I've made the right decision. <laughs> Uh-huh. And thankfully, she's like, I can't do that. But on yeah. the other hand, this is what we've been saying about the way they communicate, because right. it's just like the most frustrating conversation. Tell me I made the right choice. Well, I can't do that. It's like, well, what can you do, Joey? What is the point of this? What's <laughs> right. going on here? You know? Yeah. She's like, I can't do that. But I can tell you there are no there's no right or wrong, only consequences for your actions. And, like, I do feel like that's true. Like, you know, trying to moralize this choice. Like, once mm-hmm. you make a choice, you've made it. So it's, like, either right yeah. or wrong. It's what you did. You yeah, know? There, there it um, is. Yeah. It's now an action. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, like, uh, what does that mean? And she's, like, I don't know. That's just what my sociology teacher said. And I thought it sounded profound. <laughs> I've never felt more and like that college radiating so off college to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and like Dawson grumbles about something and jo- Joey's like, you know, you're like Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man. You just won't get on this plane. Like, you know, he's I didn't catch what he said, but she's like, you you won't even get on this plane. And he she's says, like, like, maybe I should. He's like, maybe I should go to the airport. And then that's oh. when she says that. Okay. And then she's like, well, why don't we just go get a cup of coffee? And that didn't go well last season, Joey. You lied about fucking Pacey last time you got a cup <laughs> of coffee. But okay. Okay. And she asked him how Cape Side was, and he's like, "They're again, like, why are they just recycling these storylines? They're tearing down the Rialto, the new Rialto. What the fuck? <laughs> They're gonna make what? That, that that wouldn't make any sense. I know. Like I financially, know. come I know. on. I know. I know. So we um cut to uh a market where Mitch is running out of the market with a bag of stuff and the dreaded ice cream cone. Um, And we're supposed to get, of course, Dobie Gray's classic song, Drift Away. But we get some lesser cover of that song, which I will not acknowledge any further. Um, Just know that it is lesser. Um, And we see Mitch singing along. He's in the car. And... He like he's like it's an airdrop <laughs> He's like aggressively eating the ice cream though. He's yeah. just like, let me slobber on this. <laughs> aggressively eating the ice cream. He like is really into the song and hits an air drum hit and the ice cream flies off <laughs> the thing as it's want to do. Cone. The cone. The cone. And as it as Instead of doing what any normal adult human would do, which is either pull over and clean it or mm-hmm. wait till yeah. you got home and clean Leave it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. He takes his seatbelt off, bends down and tries to grab it. And with the cone, like scoop it up with the cone, which seems absolutely nuts. <laughs> and when he pops up, we see headlights, we hear a horn and we fade to black. Wow. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> There's a cliffhanger for you. <laughs> Is it? Is it a cliffhanger? Uh, oh, God. Yeah, no, because we knew what happened. They, I'm yeah. pretty sure they advertised like that. Probably. Um, anyways. Yeah. No, I, I remember the commercials. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we are. Well... I think this is a good episode. I actually really liked it. Yeah, me you know, too. I think he's yeah. like, there's only like the smallest scene with Dawson and Joey at yeah. the very end. Because yeah. all the rest are like, I'm into this. I, they're all weird, wacky storylines. But like, fuck yeah, I love it. Jen's getting laid. Good for her. Yeah. Jack's trying to find himself. Good for him. Yeah. God, we got like an incredible scene with Pacey and Joey. That was just like, oh, you know, it's just it is heartbreaking to see. Yeah. But you're like, you're here for it. Yeah. Um, Pacey's wild at the restaurant, but like, that's fine. Even Audrey was only in like two scenes, but they, they were really good too. Yeah, no, I agree. Totally. But I also, and I think that like, yeah, I think this is a fun episode. I mean, like we've said about season five, like that's what we kind of like about it is that there's a lot of fun in it. Um, Mm. and you know, this wasn't, was a fun one. Um, definitely and had some interesting you know even the dawson mitch and gail stuff is like interesting totally yeah yeah so who you're rooting for i think i'm still like rooting for all of them like i'm still on that train of like Mm y'all you know like i hope this is the right choice for dawson i wish we had some answers about why the fuck he's making it but i I hope it's the right one you know, I mean, like I said, I have some like bones to pick with some of it. Like, like I do wish that Jack's storyline was different. I love mm-hmm. Jen, Jen's storyline, Jen, like getting laid and like ha- enjoying it and having no one fucking judge her for it. Um, yeah. And I loved the Joey and Pacey scene, obviously. And then I also love like Audrey. I just love Audrey kind of like not allowing Joey to be shitty mm-hmm. you know like i like it a lot anyway yeah, yeah totally no i i definitely agree yeah we're still at the like good phase where we're rooting for everyone yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's how every season starts i think so you're but like I feel all like right yeah. we're deeper into this one than we normally are like normally i'm like <laughs> in the first episode i'm like i'm rooting for everyone and then by episode two i'm like ugh. Done. I'm only rooting for these two people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Season two, episode two. Dawson. Yeah. Reads yeah, that's that diary. Your, that's your. <laughs> yeah. Never forget. That's your super villain origin story for Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For our listener corner, this is from Victoria. Okay. Um, you asked about the Sigma Epsilon fraternity that Jack is invited to attend a party at. 
I was in the Greek system in college and I can help you out there. Short answer, yes, it is a real fraternity. Whether it is a, quote, party fraternity or not depends on the school. Each chapter of a fraternity or sorority at each individual school can be different. So it really just depends on this particular fraternity. On a longer note, I have to say my piece about the Greek system. I went to the University of Iowa, which has about 30,000 students, and the Greek population was about 12%. Wow. I was in, I know, that's wild. That's so wild. Like one yeah. out of every eight people, like that's so wild. Um, I was in the, a sorority for my whole time at college and lived in the house for two years. I have since joined the sorority beginning of freshman year, had to struggle with people's comments about being in the Greek system. The most common is you, quote, you buy your friends. I never heard that before, but okay. okay. (laughs) For me, joining a sorority, yeah, was joining a sorority was a way to make a very big school seem a little bit smaller. I came from a town with a total population of 3,589 graduating students. So this was a big school. The Greek community just helped it feel a little bit smaller. That being said, I'm not going to pretend it wasn't and still isn't problematic. I do get frustrated with media depictions of Greek life as they are often inaccurate. And I also don't pretend that there is a reason for this view. There isn't a reason for this view of Greek life. It's no secret that fraternities in particular can be breeding grounds for sexual abuse in particular. Mm-hmm. That was not my experience and not the experience of anyone I knew. I felt safe at fraternities. I knew the people there and we knew each other as opposed to going to a bar where it could be any random person because we knew each other. We looked out for each other. Um, I was at a fraternity one party one night and there was a guy there who was not in the Greek system, but had a reputation for being a date rapist. Gosh, <laughs> that is like Ooh. such a dark sentence. Yeah, uh, he, He started hitting on me and I was trying to get rid of him. One of my guy friends, a member of the fraternity we were at, came up and actually kicked the guy out. This friend of mine also knew the guy's reputation and didn't want him at their house or their party. I hooked up with plenty of frat guys in college and never felt pressured or sexually assaulted or ejectified or anything like that. Certainly not any more than I was than I did by non-Greek guys. Mm. Anyways, I just think that the... I just want to say that when it gets to be a part about Jack's, oh, never mind. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have so many top. I have so many thoughts on this topic, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. It was really hard to explain the benefits of Greek system while still acknowledging how toxic they can also be, and that is sometimes something I've had to work on over the years. I feel I can see the negative aspects of the Greek life, but I also see the positive, especially from my own personal experience. There is no doubt problems with the Greek system and, and in particular fraternities, but I, it's also a lot more complex than I see. I think people see. I think there's a tendency to just say, quote, I hate frat guys or, quote, the Greek system is toxic without really looking at deeper and understanding what's beyond the surface. I don't want to say I defend the Greek system, but I suppose I do at a point. And a lot of that is just because my own personal experience was positive. Cool. I I mean, I really like that perspective. And I think like, it's interesting because I think that there are, 
I have a, I have a few friends who at their universities were in the Greek system, whether sororities or fraternities. Um, and like, I know what, I know what benefits they reap from it. And I think like, great, like good on you. I mean, our school legitimately mm-hmm. just didn't have them. Um, so like, we didn't really have a choice in the matter. Like you couldn't really choose to be in one at UC Santa Cruz cause there weren't any, um, <laughs> we had like a made up one for like MTV made one up at our school. Do you remember that? I do remember that our, for fraternity life, which was a show on MTV yeah. in the, the early aughts. Um, and all of those kids ended up getting kicked out cause they did something really horrible. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> And so my thing is like, and I also think like, I I wonder how that conversation is going to change with Kamala Harris as vice president. Cause, um, she's Mm -hmm. in like, what I forget the, I forget the, um, Kappa, Kappa something, but I know you're talking about. Yeah. She's in like a pretty famous, like black women's er, sorority, black sorority, um that like is like i don't Mm -hmm. know seems like it does really cool stuff and stuff like that and so there's a part of me that's like yeah i do i i actually agree with you that i think it's more complicated than what media depictions of it are i think a lot of times media depictions oh and i read a book called um oh god it's george johnson's book um not all boys are blue, I think, or something like that. And it's his memoir. And um, he was in a fraternity, a black fraternity um, at his university. And like, you know, it seemed like it really did something well for him. So I'm hoping as we get media representations of like, not just like what we've gotten so far that like we can start to have a more nuanced conversation about it. I think that's really interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember when my brother was when we were in our freshman year, and my brother went to Berkeley, and it's a really big school. Like it, it was like three times the size of Santa Cruz. Um, and I was like, you should join a fraternity so you have like a place to live, and like you have like it would just be easier, you know. So he did. My brother wasn't in a fraternity, and I think his experience was positive. And I would visit him in the door in the fraternity house I stayed there a few times and it was like a fine experience so frat parties were just weird because we they were just different than the parties we had in Santa Cruz and my sister-in-law was similar she transferred to her school and she joined a sorority um so that was a way for her to meet friends as well as a transfer student uh but I guess like the thing is like it's complicated when we see these really huge problems and like, I understand how like that complicates your experience, but I I just feel like sometimes like systems can't be fixed, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and like reimagining them is a little bit better and like, you know, changing them, it, it would be a better solution. Like, you know, like there has to be another way (laughs) than like these systems that were like set up like that do have like a lot of racism and classism at the Mm -hmm. root of their like founding. Um, And, you know, like it's one of those things where it's like hard to like on a personal level, like something and then like, and have had a positive experience, you know? Um, And then to then, like I don't know it's super complicated 
like, you know, like, like I worked at a place that had a me too scandal and my personal experience wasn't bad with the person, but that doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. So, you know, it, it, like, I agree, like the, I don't think everyone, every frat is like filled with like rapists and like that, like every sorority is this catty, sketchy situation. Like, you know, and, and like a lot of the, you know, like it does feel like, uh, the, the depiction in the media is like creates this one narrative around it, but like some, like in a way, like, I do think that that's like the sum of like the most horrific parts and like probably like a more like um a common narrative <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like so it is hard but like to me i just feel like that there should be a way to reimagine like how do you make these big universities have spaces for people that like need to find a home need to find a place you know like mm-hmm. if 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 we're saying college is the place where you go find yourself and you you know figure out who you are then how do we help young adults do that that. yeah yeah exactly um and if the system that we have in place is one that is like not safe for like a lot of people then why are we continuing that Hmm. system it's kind of like the way that i feel um but you know i don't want it to it's like one of those things where you can't just get rid of it without having a solution to replace it right right totally totally Yeah. yeah so yeah yeah, that's interesting. Well, thank you for yeah. writing in. Sorry, I forgot this person's name. Um, Victoria. 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 Yeah. Yes. Thank you. You're right. Did you say yourself? <laughs> yeah. <in> face? <laughs> I just pulled my headphones out. <laughs> <laughs> that you hit yourself in the face with your microphone. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be really funny. Cool. Well, so should we do a vote for our? season-long conversation yeah i've had a couple of people say some things on twitter but yeah maybe we should do a a, do you want to do it on instagram or do we want to do it in both spots we'll do both spots so we'll do a poll how to do a poll on twitter i know how to do i know how to do it i did it last time aaron will post it Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna do a poll so look for that we'll probably do it on Twitter for like a, I think you can do it for like a week. So that okay. will be coming up and then we'll, we're excited to start talking about yeah. whatever we decide. Our new thing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening, everyone for being here. It's such a time to be alive, but like we're back in like the weird, wacky, fun days of Dawson's yeah. Creek. Like, you know, like it's not the same as season three. We all know that, but we're, you know, back in the fun so that's yeah. kind of good i mean obviously we know coming up is some some wild times but yeah next know. episode is not gonna be fun but yeah we'll yeah it. yeah yeah <laughs> but we're so happy you're here and that you're you've made it this far mm-hmm. and you know we just want to remind you that vaccines are safe <laughs> and that if mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to, to get a vaccine you should do it and if you know people that are still on the fence like it you know that's you should try to advocate for the safety of vaccines because mm-hmm. it helps everyone the more people that are vaccinated um and even if you are vaccinated if we don't get enough people 
those it's going to just be worse for us. So, yep. And we're yeah, speaking. I mean, I will, I'll say as someone who is in Los Angeles right now, um, you don't want what we're dealing with. Uh, so encourage your friends and family to get vaccinated and wear keep wearing yeah. those masks. Keep doing it. Yeah, it's like the people in hospitals now in the U.S. are the unvaccinated. So there seems like a clear solution to mm. that. Um, so Ah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> yep. It's so wild to watch a dystopian novel come true. So cool. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, let's just like say climate change is real. Mm. If someone says it's not, just move on to your talking point. Do not <laughs> argue about the existence of climate change. It is real. Mm. So that being said, we need to conserve water. Mm. We need to have a fire ban in the whole of the West. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And what a time to be alive. It's so wild. Black lives matter. Mm -hmm. Defund the police. Yep. Stop Asian hate. Yes, please. Uh, We're proud of the workers at the Frito-Lay factory. Yep. Um, it was very hard to, it wasn't hard, but it, you know, being on the road, you want to mm. eat some chips. You want some Funyuns and you can't have them. I couldn't have Funyuns. So Takis. you I'm can bad. have Takis though. <laughs> so we're proud of them. You know, mm. I'm loving all these labor strikes. Yeah. It's great. Let's get it done. <laughs> Tax Jeff you Bezos can... at 90%. That's For reals. contribution. That 90%. Oh my god, I didn't even say anything about the space race. Don't get me started. Don't, okay. Don't get started. Oh god, what a Let's nightmare. leave it at tax them at 90%. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Uh, we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley. We have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. And as always, you can order our book. I remember everything life lessons from Dawson's Creek available wherever you get your books. Let's uh, give a shout out to the country bookshelf in Bozeman, Montana. Um, they are, a great bookstore. If you are ever in Bozeman, Montana, I highly recommend you go there. Um, really cool place. Uh, please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you so much to those of you who have. We really appreciate it. It helps us immensely when you do that. Um, you can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. We hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for being here with us. Much love to you. Keep taking care. I don't want to wait. Oh